Hey everybody, I'm Mark. And I'm Alex. And this is The The Shot Pod. You know, we keep doing that live, but we can probably just record that and have that as the intro button. I know, but I'm going to be honest. I'm a creature of habit, and I love, I hate change. I get the feeling if we did that, I'd be like, I feel like the episode would be cursed to suck because we didn't stick to tradition. And yeah, it's, I mean, then again, you couldn't get the uh, some of the other cold opens that we get where, like, on the Halloween episode, I got you mid-drink. Yeah, that was good. I, lo- I, love, I love the spontaneity, right? That's what does it. But um, this is probably, this is the first time I am recording with you where I am not like, I'm pretty hungover today. I'm not going to lie. I got a bit of a hangover going on. So I'm, I'm lively and I'm ready to go. I mean, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, my <laughs> boy, I, you can definitely hear that I was screaming. And I was at a Halloween party last night. So whenever you end up listening to this, it's getting closer to Halloween, which is why we got our Halloween episode out right now, which is episode eight. Seven. Seven. Sorry. My bad. Episode seven is the Halloween special. Episode 8 is Conspiracy Theories, and that will be released either tonight, and when I say tonight, I mean Sunday the 24th or Monday the 25th, one of the two. Either way, it's on the way, and it's, oh, it's a good one. The Conspiracy Theory one is pretty awesome. Um, did you cut, I gotta ask you, I hope you cut out, some. we do chop some of our stuff out. <laughs> Sometimes I go back and I'm like, yeah, we gotta cut that out. I was too much of an asshole right there, so there's definitely part of that <laughs> show I gotta make sure you cut out now that I'm thinking about it. Sometimes things are said that just aren't aren't people friendly you guys aren't all ready to hear my real opinions on everything you're not ready for it so sometimes we just the world's not ready for me my mom's been telling me that my whole life (laughs) well i I gotta say if if you've seen the netflix dave Chappelle special where he talks okay today i was gonna watch it and i just i got busy and i I didn't end up watching it but fuck man i've heard so much i can't wait don't ruin it for me no no but i'm looking forward to it so much when groups of people get offended totally disregarding what somebody's saying in it it's i mean it's it's kind of ridiculous i mean even and he's even come out to say on facebook he's like look i'm i'm willing to sit down and talk with the people i saw that at and netflix. netflix and netflix is, has it's been like two weeks or something he's been waiting and nobody can no call back yeah. he's like i'll sit down he said he'd do it live he said he'd do it on tv he said, we'll do it live. Get someone from Netflix to come and make a second thing of it. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Dave's fucking... I'm, I'm sorry, man. Meanwhile, I'm, the, person nah, who Dave's led, awesome. the person who led the walkout was saying that they couldn't get a hold of the like Dave Chappelle or anybody. But yeah. Dave Chappelle's like, I'm right, right here. here, boys. Like, fuck, man. I don't know. I Dave's, um, Dave's, a, Dave's a, a revolutionary. He's a thinker, and he's probably one of the coolest celebrities. I mean, he lives in this little town in, like, fucking Ohio, and he basically owns the town. Like, everyone knows him. And he's got, <laughs> yeah. He's invested in the town. He basically pays. He paid to have, um, I don't know, the school that was in the town had a crazy, like, auditorium that he paid and built for them or something. Anyways, Dave Chappelle's a cool dude. I love that guy. Oh, yeah. Wait till you watch the special. It is so great. Comedy Central, just give him his $50 million, you fucking assholes. <laughs> you fucks. He's on Netflix, although he said... He fucks. No, but it's his money. He fucking earned it. They're making bank on something he doesn't make bank on. That's his creativity, and they should eat shit for it. It's not cool. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> I'm I done mean, my rant. Fuck you, Comedy Central. If, if you, uh, if Fuck you, you. Once you watch the special, you'll hear that it was essentially Dave Chappelle's last special. I would have. I was surprised he even did it when I heard that he had one out. I was like, "Oh, again!" Like, yeah, he's been absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that, that the one where he's in the jumpsuit is yeah. my favorite yeah, one so far right one. now. Is it the one where he does the bit about the LGBT and they're all in a car together? 
Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, and uh, the who's driving? The G, the G's are driving, I think, or whatever he says. I don't know. He he gives a letter to each seat, and it's really funny. I loved it. It was a great bit. <laughs> great bit, Dave. Fucking funny guy. So today's subject, uh, we're we're gonna get personal. We're we're kind of we're gonna get controversial. There's gonna be some politics discussed, but it's not supposed to be aimed at any specific group, so to speak. You're going to hear the left, you're going to hear the right, you're going to hear the center, you're going to hear everybody, but you're going to hear about struggles, and that's kind of the, the ongoing theme today. Uh, the entire time we've been talking about this episode, we've just called this episode, The Struggle. That's it. And you can't say it <laughs> normally, I'm sorry. If you want to, you can, but every time we, you know, we talk about how, yeah, you know, it was, uh, it was hard, you know, we, we struggle, you know? <laughs> that's, we have to do that if, if you're okay with it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 good. I'm good with struggle. Okay, all right. Yes, I got you on board. But, yeah, so struggles. See, I use an S, so it's okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, all deal, we, all, we all deal with them. And uh, I don't know. I, I feel a lot more human. I'm more in touch with my humanity when I hear other people's. Like, that's why whenever someone tells me a story, I'm going, oh, this happened to me. I'm not trying to one-up you. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to let, empathize with you and let you know that I understand your struggle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Have you heard uh, anybody specifically who's a storyteller who will say, no, you know what's better? Or, oh, no, fuck, you no, <laughs> you don't start like that. <laughs> oh, you know what I did? You know, say, oh, you did that. You know, they do that. Yeah. Oh, I drove a, I, you were talking about the, the, the car episode, drove on a BMW at 260 kilometers an hour. Some, you know, some of my buddies like, I drove 320 kilometers an hour. And I'm just like, oh my God. Yeah, pull it out, buddy. Let's just measure. Let's just measure. Get it out of the way. Settle the, fuck, <laughs> settle the fuck down. <laughs> so, uh, I I actually know a couple of people that like if you tell a story, and you're like, oh well, blah 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 blah. Oh, and here's a point of the story, blah 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 blah. And then somebody's like, no, you know what's better is when and it's like, oh my god, just you don't have to start your story off with no. You know what's better? You just say, oh yeah, I I had I experienced this or I kind of yeah. did this and like even you can just like share in in the the shitty feelings of the story or the glory or or however you felt with the story just stop trying to one up somebody yeah there, well that's a, i think there's a huge difference when uh, that's uh, it's obvious when someone's empathizing with your story i think because they won't say something like that you know what i mean They'll, but i'm saying i think it does get confused with the one upping cuz that's a common thing too so don't always jump on someone's face when they're like they're not they might not be one upping you you might they might just be trying to be like i have a similar struggles and that's why <laughs> i'm i'm like you know oh like me and my apprentice that i'm working with at work right he had no mom he his mom was fucking Audi when he was like five and his dad had to go find him at a foster care and then him and his dad have been together ever since and I ha I didn't have a dad for like most of pretty much any time after like eight or nine years old. So, uh, so it was, it, we, we have that kind of missing piece and it's cool because he loves my mom and you know, he, he calls her mom and we go over for dinner sometimes. Like, and so he's filling that kind of gap thing and his dad's got my back sometimes <laughs> when I have to talk to Phil, you know, it's all good shit. So that's an example of like, you know, the, the, when I, I mean, I remember him telling me about his mom and me going, Oh, let me tell you about my dad. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, and it wasn't say, a one up. Yeah, it wasn't, was a, Oh, you think your mom's a bitch? <laughs> it's my fucking dad. No, that was not what it was like. It was like, Oh, I feel you. You know, I got some struggles on my own. <laughs> so years ago, uh, my buddy's mom ended up passing away from cancer and, and it was very unfortunate. Uh, from what I got to know of her, she was a lovely woman and I was at her funeral. And my buddy, he, he comes over and he's just kind of poking fun and, and taking jabs 
at everybody. And when he's taking jabs at everybody, he came over and he focused on me a little bit. And everybody started laughing. Everybody started laughing. And I could only What kind of jabs, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, like, just, mean just, shit or just, like, general oh, funny? No, no, no. Mean Some shit. Some fucking like, nasty yeah. shit? Uh, dig yeah. it. He's digging, eh? Okay. And he's digging. He's, he's digging. digging and I'm like, all right, all right. I'm going to let it slide. I'm going to let it slide. But I could only do that for so long. Before, I started ripping into him. And everybody's like, oh, my God, Mark. We're at his mom's funeral. Like, his mom just died. I'm like, I his know. mom died of what? Cancer? Cancer? You know, my dad died of cancer? You yeah, think it's, it's okay not, to fucking it's do it? It's not a free no. Yes. <laughs> I will admit, though, uh, death of a parent can kind of fuck you up. It's not an excuse. It's not an excuse, but I'm, I don't know. I think when my, when my mom goes, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pretty fucked up. So I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's too. not an excuse. I'm gonna be a puddle. Rip like, well, on yeah, people. Oh, you see that puddle uh, right yeah. right there on the driveway? Yeah, that's Mark right there. Oh, yeah. oh, I stepped in him earlier. Oh. <laughs> oh, you did. You know, you know, you remember the Rick and Morty where they go and they manifest what they think about each other <laughs> yeah. and. Um, Jerry is the slug, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just but you but just like a puddle that but just like <laughs> into the puddle. What a good episode, eh? But the whole yeah. oh my god, they're codependent. Like that was so clever. Anyways, sorry. Back so track. I mean, uh, just before we actually started podcasting, we were kind of talking about triggers and, and certain words that kind of set people off, and it depends on the person, and it also depends on the mood. So in the car episode, I was saying that when when I got rear-ended, I didn't mm. get out and go, "What the fuck, man?" Yeah. No, yeah. I just kind of like, okay, are you okay? I'm okay. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the bumper of my car, which essentially ended that car because I didn't have money to replace a bumper. <laughs> so <laughs> You didn't have money to change the oil either. Don't lie. Don't lie. No, I don't have money to change the oil. It, it wouldn't have mattered. part of the struggle. <laughs> <laughs> if, I did, if I had money to change the oil, I wouldn't be fucking struggling. Alex, you asshole. Sorry, Mark. I didn't mean to get touchy there. No, triggers are, are hard. Everyone's got them. Everyone's got that one thing that can kind of set them off. And I just, I, I shared a meme to Today, um, that or whatever, whatever you want to call it, shared a bunch of words in a picture <laughs> that said like, "This generation needs to fucking get over you know losing it because someone said something that triggered you or, or your trigger gets set off." You know, not everybody has to walk around on eggshells around you. Like, grow the fuck up and and don't be like, "Oh my god, don't you can't talk like that right now." Like you know, I had this thing happen. Blah blah. blah. Small example of this. I was hanging out with some friends recently. New friends, you know, people that I've met in a little bit, and I don't know, you know, we were joking around. Somebody got called, I was, we were talking about, uh, we were playing games, and someone was like, yo, what a savage bitch. And she kind of went off about it. She's like, don't call me that. I was like, I don't know, man. Everybody, people, we're all, we're playing, we're playing a game. People were being pretty rude. <laughs> you fucking faggot. Like, that was okay, but it was like, you're a bitch. She was like, nope, that's where I'm drawing the line. You know what I mean? And so that's an example of, okay, I'll respect it, but is it really not, like, I, in personally, a trigger that's that calm, like that be I feel like that's on the level of being like, um, don't call me st stupid. You know what I mean? Like people that are like, oh, don't you know, you dumbass or you fucking dumb, you dumb piece well, of I shit. Mean, people say that all the time, like, especially guys, like buddies, like, where's my keys? The right fucking there. I'm f you fucking idiot. You know what I mean? Or well, it's funny that <laughs> it's funny that you bring this up. Because don't call me an idiot. That's my touchy <laughs> word, idiot. <laughs> so you're gonna get called an idiot at least once or twice a day, guys. Like, get no, over it. it. Well, hang on a second. Hang on a second here. So this is where you and I kind of disagree. Okay, so, which is okay. So We're allowed during, to. During my uh, my teen years, I created this kind of like alter ego. And and so like I had a nickname and everybody that knew me called me Stu. Now there were a few there were a few reasons behind this. And okay. I say and I say a few reasons. Cause at the time I had this uh like this Caesar cut where uh, my hair was was kind of Caesar. Short. Yeah. It's it's you know where you 
it's like short hair, but the uh, but the bangs kind of like. Wow, I need to <laughs> picture didn't happen, bud. I'll, I'll have to show you the picture. I need Trey, to see. Uh, for anybody anybody doesn't know what Mark looks like, he's bald as fuck. Okay, <laughs> so I need to see these bangs. Yeah. So um, so I had this I had this Caesar cut and uh, I had like blonde streaks and shit throughout it. And what and what what year was it? This was like. 90, oh, oh, it would have been 97. Frosted tips and ski jumps. <laughs> I miss it. Man. So it's in the night. You were cool. That Caesar <laughs> look with blonde highlights. You must have been slaying hoes. So, left, right, so let, let me tell you this. So uh, you just said you must have been cool. And that's either sarcasm or the exact opposite of what I can. So I'm being legit because like I, the kids that had those haircuts were the kids who used to beat me up. <laughs> you know, Mr. Frosted Tips feed me the left and right with six of his buddies behind Dr. Cannon in the South Oshawa. You know, that's how we, that's how we fucking rolled. So there were, so being known as Stu in my teens, people just kind of started uh, like they would make jokes at my expense, but because they were able to laugh, I would, I would let them like I allowed them to. And I was like, okay, fine, go for it. Take it out on me. Take out whatever, blah, 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 blah. I'll even join in and kind of poke fun at myself. And it made everybody kind of made everybody feel good. Now at the time, uh, a couple school colleagues said, no, no, you're Stu because you look like Stuart from Beavis and Butthead. And so when they told me, so when they told me that I looked like Stuart from Beavis and Butthead, it's like, oh, okay, that's where they got the name. But it was years later when the guy who came up with the nickname for me, he told me the reason that he told me the reason he started calling me that. And he said, Oh, it was only because like you were a tag along. And so I was like how, and Stuart looked up to Beavis and Butthead. Okay. Yeah, kind of yeah, saw yeah. them as the cool guys and all that crap. So he, so he was accusing me of being like this tag along. Hey who looked up can to I them. come too? Yeah. Yeah. What a fucking asshole. And I was like, well, that's, that's, that's fucking retarded. Yeah. So not to mention that, uh, very painful when you think about it. So, I was good with being Stu for a while, and everybody would make jokes and, and cut My fun. nickname was that faggot with long hair, so <laughs> I guess it's better. It's not. It's annoying, and it still sucks, but fuck, man. And once something happened is kind of what turned me around first. So, like, I, I started to hang out with all these friends every day. It got to the point where, like, I even ended up running away from, uh, from home, but... I was gone so long, my mom never realized, and I ran away. <laughs> so I was just with these friends all the time. So I was with. So, oh, so she was. She's like, he always leaves for three or four days at a time. Yeah, and stays at other people's houses, and then you're like, I'm not going home. And she just thought you were out for one of those three or four day stints. Except yeah. it was three or four weeks. <laughs> yeah. I look. Hey, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. man, you got to fuck. That's. I'm actually learning. A, for anybody who doesn't know, like I know a lot of Mark shit, but I don't know. That's why we've. We've kept this episode so that we're learning things. So it's going to be fun like that. So, yeah, I'm learning about Mark's struggles right now. So, <laughs> yeah. come on, continue. So, uh, all of this time that was happening, I eventually ended up getting a, a text from my mom who said, Hey, do you want to go out and see uh, your grandma? Where, uh, like, the family's going up. And I was just like, Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm actually already out with my friends. I'm good. Yeah. But what I didn't know was... Hey, that, fuck you, man! What I didn't know was, uh, like, a month or two months later, my grandma would pass away. And oh, so that actually put things into per perspective for me. I was like, wait a second. So I could have gone to see my grandma, but instead I decided to stick around with a bunch of friends that were making fun of me. And I was like, I, I didn't feel good anymore. And I was mm. like, okay, you know what? This stu persona is dead. I can't do it anymore. And then I, and then I had people who just would refuse to stop calling me Stu. And I was like, okay, my name's Mark. My name's Mark. And then I got more aggressive about it. And they're just like, no, you'll always be Stu. And I'm like, I'm going to slap the shit out if you, uh, if you, you call me Stu again. Yeah, we're getting to this level now, boys. Yeah. 
And it and it even happened uh, with a buddy who just straight up refused, and we were at the dungeon. Oh, at, at the dungeon is anybody a local doesn't know. Band. Yeah, yeah, the dungeon <laughs> is like. <sighs> It's, it was a, a local music bar in Oshawa that was in the basement of a Laser Quest. Or what was it upstairs when it was, it was the dungeon? It was yeah. still Laser Quest. Yeah, it was Laser Quest. And we fucking, it used to be, uh, can we, t- I, I'm going to talk about it, I don't give a shit. You could get in there and get ecstasy and MDMA when you're like 11, <laughs> 12, 13 years old, underage drinking, fucking in the bathroom, going in. I was like 16, I used to get wrecked in there all the time. Nobody ever, it was fucking, it was insane. Anyways. Yeah. So this guy, uh, we're, we're at uh, a buddy's show in the dungeon, and this guy comes up to me, and I'm like, okay, I, I'm explaining to him. I'm like, okay, man, you just have to stop for personal reasons. I don't want it anymore. And he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to slap the shit <laughs> gonna out of you. fuck you up if you do. And then, and then he called me it again, and I literally just slapped him in the I face. I slapped him, and then he's like, what the fuck? I was like. Get outside right now. Let's go. Yeah. If you, if, you know, if that's not good enough, then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll make it enough. Come on. And then, so I went outside and I was waiting for him and he didn't show up. And so, right. I, so I went back inside the dungeon. He's like, okay, man, I'm sorry. And he was starting to get it. Yeah. I. <sighs> so, but. That's but, a male but struggle the re- thing, though, But man. the reason I brought that up is when it comes down to, like, the basic fucking insults of, like, oh, even, like, oh, you're an idiot, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, because I fucking live like that for so long. Just if, that, the word stew, which was not an offensive word, but to you, it was fucking set you off. Yeah. Okay. But, but now, because people were poking fun at me, so, like, I get, like, the common witty banter, and it's like, okay, you and I, we give each other the shit, we call okay, each other so out on... can I give you an example of... Your, I, I, I feel what you're saying, and it, I, it's, that's totally legit, and I'm with you on that. You're right. That's, but here's an example of an unrealistic expectation on your part. You're out with some friends, maybe some friends of mine. We go out, have a beer, and you don't know these people. And we're giving each other nicknames. And they're like, Alex is... We're going to call Alex um, Garth because he looks like Garth from fucking... <laughs> Thank you. From Wayne's World. <laughs> I like to play. Uh, and I got that a lot. That was my... Yeah. I'll be honest. That was my... When I say they called me that, that faggot with long hair, it was actually just Garth. I got Garth fucking all the time. Yeah. I got in... I, I broke two knuckles over Garth. I got suspended for probably 15 or 16 days total for Garth. Like, it was not... I didn't like it. It bothered the fuck out of me with certain people. And if it was done maliciously, the unrealistic expectation would be... So I get Garth as my nickname, and then someone gets around to you, and I don't know, maybe somebody says you look like Stewie from from Family Guy because you're bald. I don't know. And, and says your nickname's Stu. For you to go, don't fucking say that. Don't fucking say that. And kind of go off about it. You know what I mean? That would be unrealistic. For you to, you, you, what you could do is laugh and say, actually, I, that was a nickname when I was younger and it really bugged me for a stupid reason. Let's give me some, give me a different one. They'd probably go, okay, and then get, throw another one at you. You know what I mean? But if you go, throw and get all mad, stand out the floor, I don't fucking stew. Yeah. Don't call me stew. Don't, don't, seriously, say it again. Say it fucking again. Call me stew again. It's like, wow. whoa, we're all just, that, but that's what I'm saying. So, it's, if it's you have a trigger, reaction, if reaction. you have a trigger, don't react like that. React like, guys, that kind of bugs me. Give me another one. That was actually a nickname of mine back in the day. Funny you say that. And I hate it. Can we move on to something else, right? Yeah. That I, that I, I uh, but that's how you handle that situation. Not, oh my fucking God. Because <laughs> you're assholes. Like, but, but here's one thing is everybody who's given a nickname, they don't necessarily like that nickname. At oh, dude. <laughs> like it's like well why would you fuck why I'm not like that I'm not like that okay, then, so then you get used to it and you're like okay fine I'm gonna this call someone nice. out right now I hate I'm not gonna say it cause I'm I, my, 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 I have a real name <laughs> I'm gonna say it no I don't I'm gonna talk about some struggles right now <laughs> my real name is also my dad's name and I don't have the greatest relationship with my dad so I hate being called that but it's no so I was at somebody's house 
and I was on the phone talking about, to court. I was, you know, you can't go to court right now for traffic tickets and shit. You have to fucking call because, you know, communism. Um, so <laughs> I have, uh, I'm on my phone. I have to give them my full name. And now she's changed it in our messenger chat to say fucking beep, which is my name at the top. And I literally was like, I had to say like, I don't like, I, I this it kind of like it bugs me. Like, please stop. Like it's just she, and she's younger than me and she's like picking on me. And I had to check her and be like, come on, man. Like it really fucking bugs me. She still hasn't changed. It. It's still there. <laughs> oh, it's kind of funny. <laughs> so there, so there are nicknames, there's triggers and, uh, and specifically the reactions. So if you can calmly converse with somebody like, okay, can you please stop? This is why it bothered me. Blah, 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 blah. You don't have to go full SJW on somebody. Yeah. I, I wouldn't yell at her. I was just like, but, yeah, it bugs me. She's like, then, okay. And that was it. It's, you keep it simple. But then you, you know? look at the, the subject. You can't of, take it too personal. You got to laugh at yourself then, a little bit. Yeah. Then you look at the subject of stand up comedy where they can, where <sighs> we they were just talking jokes. about, yeah, the whole Dave thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can make jokes about, uh, about anything, uh, on a wider spectrum. It, it's not so much poking fun at an individual person. The only time in comedy when that actually happens, when he's actually coming down on an individual person, is when it's a heckler and they're disrupting the show for everybody. I've seen hecklers get fucking booted out of comedy shows pretty quick, but I think the best comedians handle it with a little bit of class and they handle it properly. I've seen some really, there's some great footage of people being like, Roasted. They say something, and then the comedian just <laughs> roasts this motherfucker. Did you, uh, so, give me an. Can you think of an example? Because there's some well, great, like you, you know, shaky cell phone footage of well, you know, something like, and he just says from the stage, be like, "Who's this motherfucking tall ass dumb motherfucker? So and so looking guy here?" And I was like, "Ah, he does look like that guy." Well, Dane Cook actually recorded uh, one of his reactions with a heckler on uh, on. I think it's rough around the edges, and. First off, it's just somebody heckling, and it's like, all right, enough, enough. He's like, all right. I know. Yes, like, I remember right. this. And he's like, all right, stop. All right, stop, or you can get out. You can get out. And then security escorts him out and all that, and the show stops. And then he's like, what a great dynamic in here, right? It's like daddy just hit mommy at the dinner table, and we're all the children just like, uh, I don't want to eat. And oh, then, and like, the I remember like, that. Eat. <laughs> that's so funny. And it's he was right. That's But I, I, you can talk shit about Dane if you want. That's what separates men from the boys, and I love Dane. I was a huge fan. I loved all of his movies. I still like watching and listening to his shit. Vicious Circle, I would argue to this day, is one of the greatest comedy specials. I, you can slap me if you want. It seems to be your thing from what I heard. <laughs> um, but I think he, that special, Vicious Circle, which has, I didn't want to do a B&E. I just want to kick a door oh, down. Man. It has. The, um, the atheism yeah, when it, it comes it, down to sneezing. It has. <gasps> I did my best. I did my best. It has all his best shit, his yeah. best bits. And I'd put it up there with Eddie Murphy's fucking raw. I'd put it up there with Chris Rock. Um, oh, I can't say that word on the air, but, you know, there's a difference between black people and, and whatever. And he has that whole bit. And remember, you know, in the office, he, yeah. yeah. But if that actual bit is really, 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 really well written and funny, he's also got another one um, in that same special. Oh, uh, the one we are talking about, Barack Obama. He's like, Barack Obama, man? You expect to see a guy holding a spear when you hear that name. And he's running the country. He's, like, like he's got that. He's, he's <laughs> awesome, man. He's you ever so hear Dan Cook's Isolated Incident? Isolated Incident, that's the, the, um, his, his the small club one that he did, isn't it? It's yeah. the smaller. It's not like a big arena. It, he, he, even though he was on that level still, it was after the arenas. And he was like, I'm going to do a little club in L.A. He was doing and he a, killed he, it. He did a tour of little clubs. Yeah, and right. I loved it. That's yeah. The special's more intimate. It's more like, it reminds me more of like when we used to watch comedy now on channel 44 yeah. when we were kids or fucking comedy network right but, but that one was really good too when he's talking 
talking about how uh, he's like, now I know what y'all are thinking. He's like, everybody uh, who's trying to dispute racism and they're all like, well, I have a black friend. He's like, I know the U.S. is a black president. Not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Not the same. You can't. <laughs> Good call on that. That's funny. Um, oh, my God. He has so many. The other bit is that let's do this. I'm a cashew. <laughs> oh fuck man so uh, it's a bit about using Peanut a cashew if you have if you have a if your dick's hard and you're not using it for what you should be using it for well, then you can put a cashew on it and flip it and try and get it get it in your mouth you put it on the head of it there right like right right where the head stops kind of like a little 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 plate for you can just lay it and it'll sit and then you can flick it and then it says do not use a peanut a peanut goes rogue you never know which way <laughs> which direction it's, it's going. it's a great bit anyways it's fucking oh check out if you if you're don't dane cook's kind of too so 2008 I think, or two, yeah, 2008, yeah, 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 graduated college in eight, so like 2006, he's so 2009, um, <laughs> so if you don't know who he is, go fucking his, check him out on YouTube. His earlier stuff, for me, is he talks great. a lot about the struggle, <laughs> his earlier he stuff talks about BK me. hanging out at the BK lounge, yeah, his earlier stuff is, is definitely the best, Harmful If Swallowed is still one of my favorite albums. I think that's, that's the one that got him, blew him up, but Vicious yeah. Circle for me, it's just, it's the memorable, it's the, the B&E bit, I, I could recite that fucking word for word for you, the bacon and eggs and breaking and entering, <laughs> that whole bit, man, um, the bit where he's talking, you know, you're having a bad day and you gotta cry, and dad calls you and you're, and, you're, and, and he's yeah, just like, here's your dad, <gasps> hey, you crying? You, you're like a babbling brook? No, dad, I'm fine, fine, dad, thanks, no, don't put him on, mom, don't put him on, right, like that whole <laughs> bit, man, I've, I've literally been there, I've literally had my mom do that with, but it, yeah, with uh, I had a, a stepdad that passed away, and so I mean, they should be like, "Don't put Greg on." <laughs> and he get on the phone and he go, "What the fuck are you crying about, bud? For Christ's sakes, man! Like, get your shit together." Like, I know Greg, I'm crying. I just needed to cry right now, and I needed to talk to mom. But anyways, thanks for talking to me. I love it. Great special. So this has actually turned into a, a big advertisement for stand-up comedy. Chris yeah, Rock, well, we Chappelle, we, well, well, when we label the episode, we'll talk, say we're talking about stand-up for a little bit. We'll All make right. it a whole part of it. But yeah, I um, uh, stand-up comedy is huge for me. Chris Rock is another one that's fucking, yeah. like I was saying, he's, he's, he's so goddamn funny. But he's not really doing, Tambourine came out and it was pretty good, but he's not as relevant as as Dave is. Dave is more relevant right now, I think, because he's pu he's pushing fucking boundaries. He's, he's his name is in the in the, all over Facebook yeah. and all over Insta, Twitch, some lesser U web. And I'm going back to Dane Cook here, but some lesser known stuff of Dane Cook, and I say lesser known is you you really got to watch his SNL monologues. Okay, like okay. He, he talks about like he said this a couple times where he's like anything you want, there's a video on YouTube. Like you can go home, punch your keyboard twice. And there, the, there's, there's a, a video for it. Yeah. So oh. it's like, go home, punch your keyboard, and then you'll see like it's like A colon F six, and then you'll see a video of like a an overweight child like with A colon F six written on his body <laughs> dancing for the camera. It's just there's something for everybody. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. matter. That's so yeah, man. Oh, so many good bits. I love that guy. Um, stand up comedy live. Okay. So free advertisement for. 905 East Comedy, and a buddy of mine runs it, and the, he, he puts on shows and has for years, uh, COVID and all this bullshit's making it complicated, but, you know, back in the day before we were communists, we uh, we used to go to these comedy shows for him, and I, as a musician, you know, he would come to my gigs, so I wanted to support my buddy and go to his comedy things, and it's, oh my fucking God, Brandon Henderson, check out Brandon Henderson on Facebook, he's a comedy, uh, Evan Wonderlich, 
is another buddy of mine who's a comedian who's really fucking funny. We should, you know what? This is inspiring me. We should do a comedy show. We should do a whole fucking episode of comedy. Maybe even get a couple people on. That'd be good times. Anyway. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Um, but yeah, the, the local comedians. That's the other thing that I love about comedy is that it's kind of, you know it's very similar to music in the way that you could go see Metallica in an arena or you can go see, um, you know your favorite local act. You can go see uh, Army Shot at the Dungeon. You know what I mean? Like that. I love you know and and to be honest, I've gone and seen some small shows. Like I've seen um, Melanie Martinez at the Danforth Music Hall. And I saw Seether at the Rivley, the fucking Rivley <laughs> on Queen Street West in Toronto or whatever, where that little tiny bar. Like, those were intimate, awesome shows that were tiny, right? And I've had comedy shows like the same that are, you go to see a local guy and he just slays it and the room is electric. Robbie Hollywood, Google and check out Robbie Hollywood. He's a black comedian from Oshawa. Check that motherfucker out. He is so funny too. Uh, he's one of the guys that it's on my list of that. Like when I see him yeah. do his gigs, uh, we went out to Pickering and saw him there in the spring, in the summer and he just slays it. It was an awkward crowd and nobody was jokes were going over that well. It was like an upper class urban crowd. We'll say like people with money yeah. who weren't white, which is what it mo- was. We were like the only white table there. And, uh, we, we were laughing our asses off. I mean, they picked on us so bad because of it. It was great. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he killed, like, he just took the whole room. It, the, the show was a flop, and he went up and wrecked it. He just made it awesome. Everybody was like, oh, fuck, okay, and it loosened up. Yeah. So, yeah, I love that that's my, comedy is something you can go check out local, and it's also, you can go check out Dane Cook at an arena back in the day, or I guess, who, who's doing arenas now? Oh, um, uh, the short motherfucker. Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin Hart is doing, yeah, arenas. Oh, he's so short, dude. Like, oh, it's, of course he is. Like, if you see, like, his wedding photos, he's standing in the background while his wife's in the front to kind of make him look taller. He's so fun. I like Kevin, though. He's, he seems like a cool dude. He seems like... Uh, he's probably one of the busiest and hardest working people on the planet. Right I'll now. give you that. He's the movies and the specials and the touring. And he takes care of his boy. When he goes on tour, he spends money. You know, he everyone's in nice hotels. Everyone's eating well. Like, he puts money into his crew and his boys eating yeah. and doing good. Good guy. I've heard good things about that that dude. Um, yeah. what, oh God, what, I'm trying to think of another comedian that just knocks me on my ass. You know, I, I, Jim Carrey, I know he had old, old stand-up, oh, but he's so, yeah, so you're back in the, oh, um, yeah. the comedy store stuff. And he's got, <laughs> and what was, oh, you know the show we used to, oh, fuck, I can picture the stage and the color and everything. And that, they had a thousand specials and Dane Cook was on it too. Uh, when he was super yeah, skinny. Just for laughs? It wasn't just for laughs, though. It was, like, called Comedy Now or something like that. Oh, dude. And, it was, um, oh. and I remember seeing Jim Carrey when he was super he would, he'd I don't even think he'd done Ace Ventura yet, and he was at this thing doing a bit. There, he was uh, on the show where he danced a, a lot. <laughs> was that show yeah, that? There, there was like, it was, it was for a cause. What was that called? <laughs> I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Honestly don't remember. But either way, it's amazing. It's like, he, he, oh, his old stand-up is mind-blowing. It's too bad he went into movies and left it behind. I'd love to see Eddie Murphy do another special, too. He was talking about doing another one. He's been talking about it for, but yeah. he's just one of the greats, so I don't think it's, he wants to I mean, taint his legacy with a bad yeah, special. The, the tough thing is when it comes down to getting into comedy nowadays, you, you can't really because there's always going to be a group that comes out and says, Yeah, well, oh, look at look what's that. happening. Yeah, well, let's talk about Tom McDonald, man, that, that guy, the, the musician that we both really like. <laughs> 
every song he has, he says, cancel culture runs the world. You know, the First Amendment fucking doesn't exist. And he's right. He's fucking right, man. You can't, yeah. it's, it's bullshit. A lot of people died, so you could kind of say whatever you want, no matter how stupid and ignorant it is. That's, that's kind of the beauty of being over here. Yeah. The you whole, know? like, trying to censor hate speech thing is like, well, you're, you're blocking it. I mean, hate speech isn't nice. It isn't polite. No, hate speech same. is bad. Comedy is okay. Get the fuck over it. Know the difference. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If he's up there and he's joking about shit, like, I mean, I've, comedians talk about rape and they talk about people who die. You know what I mean? And those are fucking hard oh, topics man. to joke about, but no, they do so, it. That doesn't mean that rape is funny. Uh, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not like I would ever think or say that in my I life, saw, but Dan, that doesn't mean that I haven't heard a rapey joke oh, at a comedy man. place and laugh for fuck's sake. Like Cook the, on Isolated God. Incident where he talks about how like gaming kids say like the most oh yeah yeah shit. And he even in the rooms like, in the rooms before how he's like oh like somebody was waiting for him on the other side of the portal with a gravity hammer and and the guy runs through the portal and he's like boom dude i just got raped and <laughs> it's like oh what really did yeah. you yeah and then, and then it's oh, like oh i know this like, bit can, can you think of like so, like a woman who was describing her attack to the police and be like have you ever Played Halo. Ah! Like, or have you played COD? Yeah. <laughs> it's four in the morning. <laughs> when only the Korean kids are still playing. It's true. <laughs> they but say mean things. Oh my God. That's a fucking, that's really funny. It's that's true. That's another good bit. But video games, uh, video game companies are cracking down specifically to monitor speech and ban people from saying shit like that. Yeah. Like I just turned on uh, Back for Blood, which is uh, a newer zombie game, which is made by the creators of Left for Dead, which is. Uh, it's it's great. It's it's a fun game, but when you first start it and you've invited somebody into your party, it gives you a warning saying like Don't fucking be a piece of shit. It says your your voice chat will be monitored. Do they have like algorithms to listen for keywords like cunt, fuck, shit, or something like <laughs> and, and, and like the algorithm picks that those frequencies up, th those those tones, and 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 then kills the, and kills the room. Or do they actually have people sitting in a fucking office <laughs> with headsets on, like we have right now, with like probably with a gun playing Russian roulette with a single bullet, or with the knife where they go, you know, where do they do the? When you're using a knife to poke in between your fingers, is what I'm doing. That's the noise. Yeah, doing shit like that and listening to these. Sorry, listen to these kids play this game and swear to talk about how they're gonna murder each other and then decide if it's too much or not. I want to know which way it goes. I'm. I need to know. I need to know. And if if that's a job, where do I apply? <laughs> you knocked over the zombie hand. I'm sorry. My bad, guys. I'm fucking up everything up here. I'm not hungover. I'm actually still drunk. I lied. So, with what we were just talking about, I do want to talk about some of the stuff that's in my notes. I so turned the light on, by the way, from the zombie hand here now, so the vibe is dumb. <laughs> it's all vibing here now. So, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, their goals are to keep you using their apps. The longer the usage, the Unless more... Unless you're Donald Trump. The, the more it learns about you. YouTube is also this way. All these big companies just lure you in and show you stuff you like to keep you there. And sometimes there are settings in your phone that you can turn off like, okay, do you want personalized ads? And sometimes there aren't. Sometimes, I mean, like everybody knows that. And I, I saw an article recently and I thought that like a friend's reference where Phoebe came out and was like, oh my God, this is brand new information. Sarcasm because it's not. <laughs> was that uh, Facebook, uh, if you say something and your phone's listening, you'll see an ad for that on Facebook. Oh, yeah. That's old news, but there was yeah. an article came out recently and said, Facebook may be listening to you. And it's like, what the, but this, yeah. this was like discovered like four years also, ago. Also, water, wet. 
you know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I stole Batman versus Superman quote there. Lawrence, uh, was it Lawrence Fishburne? That played fucking the guy Perry who ran Mason? the paper? Perry Mason. Yeah, he yeah. killed it. He, fucking great role for him. God, I love that guy. Oh, Perry White. Perry, Perry yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Clark Kent's boss. Yeah. Not Perry Mason, that's hey, another lawyer. A funny meme I saw today <laughs> was Batman spray painting Clark Kent is Superman in an alleyway. Yeah. And then it showed... Um, Superman carved Bruce Wayne is Batman into the moon. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. It just made me laugh. So I was like, I could see them doing this to each other in an alternate universe. Anyway. Um, so anyways, all these big companies just lure you in to show you stuff you like to keep you there. And uh, w- while I enjoy debating, I enjoy the argument sometimes. And I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty witty guy. I can hold my own in an insult. I don't war. know what else. Without what else would you do when you were pooping other than read people scream at each other on Facebook? Exactly. It's the sole <laughs> purpose of pooping for me. I'm like, I don't even have to shit, but I need to read some stuff. So I'm gonna go push and see what happens. Swipe, 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 swipe. <laughs> Look at this guy. Oh, that GIF is perfect for this comment. Savage. Oh, this is going to get shut down. Oh, Facebook's going to take this down any minute now. I will find you and fucking kill you if you say that again. You Nazi piece of shit. Oh, this is a good one. Scroll, scroll, <laughs> scroll. <laughs> this is my address. Must not, you ever get to one where it's like, 31 Bentwood, come, I'll fuck you up. I'm like, yes. Oh, I want to get in my car and check this out. I wonder what's going on at Bentwood. Like, I wonder if the guy's coming and goes, like, I'm on my way. Or he's just like, you come to me, punk. <laughs> I love it, bro. I live for this. So depending on uh, in life where you are on the day-to-day, uh, life can change to where the smallest thing, as we were discussing earlier, can set you off. Can set you off. So you, you kind of have to be careful when, when, when you're trying to troll somebody, but not a lot, a lot of people give a shit. And I honestly don't. Do you have you ever done it? You've been have you been on there and tro- done the troll thing? Because I, I I can't bring myself to do it. I love I watching it happen, but I can't do it. I don't specifically troll people. I I will respond to them trolling yeah. me, and that's how. It goes. Agreed. I I'll give you that. Um, but it, is it for me? It's usually a you know a post I've got out about. It's usually one of you know one of my anti-government posts. I'll put something up, and then I expect people to kind of shit on me a little bit. And I so, but that's the thing. If you're going to put it out there, don't get mad when somebody says "fuck you, yeah. asshole." You know what I mean? Get but, o- just know that those people exist and be okay the, with the, it. The client today, or the climate today. So, like, I don't go out of my way to insult somebody. I'll try and have a conversation, but quite often get insulted right away for my opinion. So, when it comes down to actual discussions with facts and in data, if I'm like, oh yeah, well this or or this or this, and it comes, it's down hard to though because they it doesn't facts and data. That's you got to put quote. I'm gonna put I'm air quoting facts and data because it, the, honest to God, I I don't believe anything that now everything you read and see can be doctored you can photoshop and fuck with anything and that goes for both sides when you're watching cnn and cp24 and they're showing you shit and going oh look at this it's the same i don't believe that either any more than i believe that other shit i'm seeing on the other end of it it's just all goes into a group of who knows technology has just gone too far so this is why you you actually need actual sources and not just articles you can try to combat somebody's opinion by posting an article but that but that article could just be an opinion piece so you have to go with the actual data so like i'd mentioned in a in a previous episode a discussion in regards to hydroxychloroquine and my buddy's just like oh yeah well well there's no there's no data on it there's no data and i was like actually there is and then i posted an article and he's like you just shared an article that's an opinion piece i'm like actually in that article there's a link that says ama which is the american medical Association yeah, yeah. showing that twenty two thousand doctors had used yeah, yeah, yeah. hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah that, it, but you got to chase it. You got to go to the rabbit hole. Like you got to assume that that moron's gonna actually click in and and, and be, it's my issue is that is this is that there's a lot of stupid people out there. Intelligence 
and, and, and common sense are not the same thing. And there's a lot of intelligent people out there right now. There's lots of education being poured out. There's lots of uh, uh, book smart motherfuckers. But but you street smart people are becoming rare and non-existent. Okay, people with like life experience and stuff. But the the point of that argument wasn't to say that hydroxychloroquine is a cure for COVID. I just want to specify that it was actually an argument saying that it treated that, symptoms. Yeah. Why is this not being explored? Why is it? So so <laughs> yeah. I mean that that's kind of what it was. And but the the point. In all adjust that, your tinfoil hat, asshole. The point in all of that was saying to get through. <laughs> I just adjusted mine so they can't listen just now. <laughs> the point in all of that was just saying instead of just going for the articles, you have to look up the actual, the base, the foundation, the data where this article is getting its information from. You can't just post an article and say like, oh yeah, I believe it. Like even like some of the stuff that we discuss, if we say, oh yeah, well we feel this way, we're not saying like that's we're fact. scientists. Yeah, we're, we're not saying that's a fact. We're, <laughs> saying, we're not saying, hey, listen to us. We're I've taken <laughs> all the data that I can put into my brain and on the other end of it with my life experiences, with my own personal experiences, with other things I've read, with, you know, I'm educated. I've got two college educations. You did a lot of fucking reading through all that crap. You know, what do I think about this thing kind of idea? You know, where, where do I want to sit with it? Well, this looks pretty legit, right? That's that's the thing. This looks pretty legit. You say that that's pretty much all. Like you said, that article that you have with the link to AMA, this yeah. looks pretty legit. That's You got to settle with that. You got to be like, okay, this looks pretty legit. This has to be enough for me. But that's the problem is that this looks pretty good. Like, I say that about everything, and it's that's not, this is fact. This looks pretty good, and this is fact are not the same sentence. Not, they don't mean the same thing. And I can't say this is fact anymore with almost anything. I don't even fucking believe <laughs> that, 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 we're, that we went to the moon anymore. I don't believe anything. I think fucking, I, I, I think every musician that, like, that died has been fucking, it was all conspiracy shit, like <laughs> Marley and all that shit. Like, I'm, I believe in stuff. When I was a kid, I was like, I believe in some conspiracy stuff. The conspiracy episode was fun because honestly, the older I get, I believe it all now. I believe it's fucking aliens here, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Mark was like, I'm one, motherfucker. I would not be surprised at all. It's just the way there's so much misinformation. I would be more like the earth, flat earth. Let's talk about fucking flat earth. The world is so fucked up right now. And people <laughs> mistrust each other so much. And misinformation is so rampant. There are people, real people. With wives and kids and jobs and incomes that pay taxes to think that the earth is flat. And they have <laughs> documentaries about these people checking yeah. to see if it is, seeing it's time, not, and being like, what the fuck? It must be a, 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 da a data error. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I am just going to say this. Just because we already did our conspiracy theory episode. Yeah, we're not going to so, beat this dead horse. So, well, I'm, I'm going to say a, a new one that I shared with you the other day. I, I want to share Alec, one with you, too. The Alec Baldwin shooting yes! victim. Yes! The, the yes! Cin Talk the this, cinematographer was actually a wife of a Latham and Watkins lawyer. And, and that, this is the weird thing, because uh, the lawyer whose firm represented Clinton campaign was indicted by a special counsel investigating the Russian probe. That lawyer was a lawyer from Latham and Watkins. And I just, I find that really weird. Like we can put on our fucking tinfoil hats right now and honestly just say, okay, so that prop gun that was being used that people debated on using and, and there were discrepancies before its actual usage with people walking off set and actually calling the authorities. And then it was used anyways and ended up killing somebody. It's like, oh, Okay, so maybe there is something fishy behind it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, there's. That's a good one. Uh, that's a, uh, it's getting this every day. Like every week, I think there's another one. It's fucking getting crazy. But um, I don't know. Did we talk at all? That's about, a conspiracy 
theory, by the way. Do we talk at all about Michael Jackson in the theory conspiracy no, theory episode? Okay, I want to. I'm going to throw it out there right now. Quick revisit. Personally, I don't believe he did any of it. I'll say it right now, fucking flat out. Michael never did none of that shit. Oh, that, and that, this is what. And I'll yeah. That documentary that came out, like the kids about were, the yeah yeah the kids were busted as saying like, oh well, this happened on this day. Uh, he touched us yeah. at this show, and it's like, oh, the same day that he. Oh, was and they get graphic. The, they're like, yeah, you suck my dick. Like they're they're yeah. fucking bad. It's, it's disgusting. Like, oh, I but don't you know. were saying this on the same time that he was actually in another state at an awards show, and it's like, oh, okay, well, you were just busted for that. That. Uh, I'll be honest. Before that came out, I didn't believe it. That was that sold yeah. me. That was a selling point for me. Those because honestly, when I wa- I watched it and I was like, I could just tell by watching. I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I don't. I'm not buying this for any, not even a second. And then when all that came out, I was like, I, I felt good about my doubts because it was like, you know, maybe you know, I felt like I was. Uh, I'm getting a little better at seeing through bullshit. You know, the older yeah. you get, it's easy to pull. You know, to, to pull back the veil. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. But before that, I don't think he did it, and this is why. Um. Presidents that decide to go up against the Federal Reserve end up dead. And musicians that want to own their music end up dead. It happens all the fucking time. And and then let's, we can get deep into this. In 1991 or 1990, somewhere right before, just before all the shit came out for MJ, he decided that he was going to war with the record companies. Yeah. He was already figured out they were a bunch of fucking ripoff artists and they owed him trillions, basically. The man was music in 1988, 1986. Yeah. He was fucking, he was the Beatles, he was Elvis of his generation. Yeah. Argue with me about it. You can't. Not you, Mark. I mean, people. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, I'm not about and then all, Yeah, and he's like, I'm going to fucking buy my music. I'm going to own my catalog. Everything. And, and he was going to like start a, a company that let other artists do that. That He had a whole thing ready to go. Everyone in his camp knew. And then all of a sudden, he was a crazy pedophile. And no one wanted nothing to do with him. You know, I swear to God. I swear to God I don't buy it. It's just too... The timing is too fucking perfect. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Like, you're talking and about the, Prince, the, too. It's another good one. Yeah, and the, the worst thing about that is like, oh, it happened once, and then it happened again, and then it happened again, and then it happened again. It's like, wait a second. You don't think, first off... And he's somebody, an easy target because he's weird. And, and you don't think, first off, somebody who got busted for this in the first place, you don't think he, he would... Stop. Like, he's like, okay, well, first off, okay, all this shit's going on. There's no way that, like... I'm with you there, especially people saying he was doing stuff after everything came out in the 90s. It's like, yeah, it's be pretty fucked. I mean, the guy has a a whole network of people that work for him and and are, are his brand... I can't see that. He has to, if he's doing bad shit, it has to be organized. You can't be that rich and famous and not, you know, organize your bad your bad habits, right? Epstein Island style shit, whatever that, that's why the island existed. So rich people could go do shit that they weren't supposed to do away from prying eyes because rich people, really rich people, you know, that run the world and are like that have, uh, there's eyes on them all the time. You're never alone. You're never in a room alone ever, ever, ever. It doesn't allow surveillance. There's surveillance everywhere. So I can't see that. Yeah. I'm with you there. It wouldn't make fucking sense. That's why people at the top will put tape over their cameras on their phone. Yeah. Huh. I feel like uh, my goal in life is now to get to the point where I want to put tape on my phone <laughs> camera, bud. New fucking life goals right there. <laughs> yeah. Wow, crazy. I like that. I like that. I think the other reason we're getting into conspiracy talk a little bit again, too. First off, it's a little bit fresh from last week. And second off, it's still closer to Halloween. And it's a spooky topic to think about people watching you and getting murdered and dying and conspiracies. And, it's creepy. And still, it's thrilling. Some, somebody in this Thriller. conspiracy... Somebody in this conspiracy has struggles. <laughs> oh, fuck, like, like you got to think like Alec Baldwin, who is like anti-guns, is now like 
fuck. Like he now has <sighs> he now has one murder over top of all the legal gun owners who haven't killed anybody. Motherfucker. <laughs> oh my good god. Like fuck. <laughs> All right, so talking about uh, social media and uh, the, the memes, what I wanted to bring up was like, you ever scroll through Facebook and then you come across a meme that that you you thought that you were the only one that did it. So when it came down to like, for example, just for example, off the top of my head, just going by the meme where, um, like you're listening to music but you're looking for an address, so everybody typically turns down the music to like to look for something and it was like, isn't that so weird? Yeah. <laughs> but every, yeah. And everyone's like, I do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, 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 I think it's, that's what makes us human. It's what separates us from the animals is the ability to be like, Oh, I don't, I'm not the only one who feels this way. Yeah. That's so a that's, cool thing. So that's why I wanted to talk about the struggles was, I, <laughs> I wanted to, I wanted to, to come down and, uh, and just talk about how everybody's going through a hard time. You don't know what it is, but in the end, as, uh, you just said, it's kind of what makes us human is, is the struggles. So in the end, with everything uh, what, that's It makes going us human on, is the, the what? Struggles! struggles. <laughs> <Okay>. <sighs> we're, we're children. We're fucking... No, but I get us a S glass of it. chocolate milk. I put, I put an S at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you're right. You did. I'm not following any of my own rules. Yeah. I change the rules. I make the rules. None of them make sense. So I, I do have, uh, so out of all this debating that I've been doing online, I do have a, a buddy who... Do you not think this year is, I think what you said there though, real quick about the whole um, people, you know, being under some pressure, maybe you don't know everybody's struggle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I think that's now more relevant than ever. I think 2021 is definitely like, it, it, most people that maybe even people that weren't really that close to breaking are, and people that were close to breaking Probably already have. <laughs> I, oh, I, so well, well, be nice for, to your neighbors, for, guys. For sure, because when it came down There's to a lot of struggle, because when right it now. came down to the statistics of uh, of this pandemic that we're in, a lot of the stuff that was kind of ignored at first, even though people were like, "What about you know the the depression and the overdoses and, and all this?" Yeah, stuff. yeah. What about uh, so 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 this many people die from COVID? Shut the world down and watch how many people die of alcoholism, beat their wife, overdose, and give completely give the fuck up on life because they need to leave their house to be sane. Yeah. Fuck those people. No one cares. Grandma needs to get another year. Yeah. <sighs> so we've we've tackled uh, the divide and polarization that that's happened in a few episodes now, and the polarization that will continue to happen, and how when it comes down to. Anything on anything you post nowadays. Yes. Like, like the climate is so bad that you're either going to have a naysayer or like, a like talk about Dave Chappelle putting out a special and someone's offended. Like there's just yeah. you can't even do comedy without someone being offended. So it's no different in a personal level when you're putting a post out going. I've been I've been shit on for some of the like I've put posts out that I expect to be shit on like where I'm like like I just said there like my little rant about that I just gave off about uh you know, all the, the, the depression, blah, 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 blah. Oh, grandma needs to be safe. Like that little, I'll put something like that and expect to get destroyed by people that are like, my grandma died from COVID last year. You're a heartless cocksucker. <laughs> like I, I, and I, it doesn't happen as much as I would expect, but then I'll post something really chill. Like I'm trying to think of an example, but I'm kind of mind farting, but I mean like maybe, usually maybe music related. I remember talking about, um, <laughs> I don't know, the new whatever record. And then just like the post, like, 
fuck you, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> Over like a music thing. And then there's like 20 comments on it. Like people shitting on the person that shit on me or I don't know. I get well, blown away with what sets you people off in well, the world when you post. That's, that's part of the polarization. And it's definitely uh, Facebook is kind of the cause of the mass. I thought Twitter was the big one. Well, well twi Twitter right now is an unsafe land space for literally everybody. Yeah. Like you can go there and have Do you use and Twitter? exist. Yeah, I use Twitter. Is Twitter still cool? I didn't think so. No. Once they kicked Donald <laughs> Fuck off, you, it cut. Jack Dorsey. <laughs> it cut. No, but so it's pretty yeah. much Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat are the big. What are, the, are those the big? I, I should look this up. Like, what are the who? What has the most users? Which one of the fucking all this? Because there's like eight or nine big ones now. Yeah, who no, has the it's, most it's users? Still, it's still Facebook. Facebook. Facebook's still number one. It's, it's been around the longest, <sighs> and uh, and being that you know Facebook bought out Instagram, so Instagram is Facebook. I I get that. Yeah. I understand that part, but like, so we, so we've gotten to where we live in a world where everybody wants the good and they can't accept the bad. So, yep. I mean, that even comes down to even music. If you're like, oh man, this music's so good. You're going to have somebody say, oh no, 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 that's not good. It sucks. You like, don't, don't play that around me. You're like, can't handle one song you don't like. Calm down. <laughs> we can't have good without the bad. So stop trying to control others and just do you because you can't have one without the other. You can't appreciate one without the other. You can't have your ups without the downs. Yeah, tell the bipolar guy about ups and downs. Tell him, please. <laughs> what, what are they like? What, what, tell me about ups and downs. What, why do you need them? <laughs> no, no, I feel you, man. I'm, I'm being a sarcastic prick, but I, I, I'm 100% on board with this whole thing. And I think that social media... It's because you can hide behind that screen, right? You can say, fuck you. or you. People have big ball. I don't think we knew how sinister our thoughts were until social media came out. And then you got to see, oh, so when you're sitting at home alone in your bed before social media, maybe you thought really evil, narcissistic things. Now you're posting them. And we all know who you are. You know what I mean? Like who yeah. you really are. And I think that's where it changed. Is social media, you, 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 it, it um, removed the veil, I guess, of, around people. And you got to see who some people really are. And some people are a lot uglier than they seem. So, so with social media's polarization, social media knows what you like and knows what you dislike. And they will literally amplify both sides of those spectrums on your feed so that society can alienate you or accept you. So it, it's it's weird because they, they have algorithms made for this. By the way, we're not we're not yeah. talking shit. Like it's part of it's part of the algorithm. Is if you say you don't like, that's why if you click some unfollow or I don't like this ad, it, it knows that. And I swear to God, like if the right, so it knows what you don't like as much as what you like. So when politics want to create controversy or they want to create turmoil in the world politicians I, I i truly believe this that they probably they probably want to go yo put some stuff put put something on everyone's facebook to piss them off like make something pop make a feed or post something that they you know that's going to set them off because they clicked i don't like this like eight months ago use that information run it yeah. through your algorithm and put something up that's going to set them off because we need some turmoil online because we need to do some backdoor shit and we don't want anybody to pay attention. You know, I swear to God, I think that they were doing that kind of stuff during the election. I think when the election was, especially Trump's election and Justin's election, uh, when Trump lost there to Biden, I think that they so, were amplifying people seeing things they don't want to see to create a, f a bunch of fucking chaos. Do oh, they have something sure. to save us from? Yeah. So part of that is, uh, well, to be accepted, you have to be a part of the collective. You have to be a part of that's the why I'm a if loser. You, if you go against the grain, if you disagree, this is where you get censored. This is where you get shut up. Fuck up. you! I won't do so, what you tell me. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell. Sorry, got a long 
Because I know. Because remember, now they're all for that. Now oh, they're like, fuck you, fuck I will you, do Fuck you, take your motherfucking backs. Fuck you. He said, I wonder <laughs> if he'll change the words on stage. <laughs> so. <laughs> fuck you, my band turned into bitches. Fuck you, my band now, turned into on the, bitches. On the last episode, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, I mentioned, this is why I'm more conservative, because I provoke prefer to focus on me and mine rather than everyone. And mm. this, this ideology wasn't so conservative. Like I used to be like a leftist and like, yeah, like more, if you more look at like my Facebook memories, I'll say like, we have to get Harper out and fucking like all this shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking Harper is then, evil. But then it came down to like, Oh, well now if, if you're on the left, you're, you're part of a collective. Like you're agreeing with the mainstream. You're agreeing with everybody. To it's say like, you're a liberal is to say you're you're pro-vax for sure. Like I think that's just their hand in hand now. I, I'd love to meet a liberal that hates vaccine, does, isn't down with this vaccine shit, but I haven't met one yet. But I'm sure they're out there. Must be hard to be somebody that's like, yeah, I'm super liberal and I like believe in all of. I love Justin. I love carbon tax. I yeah. love the country getting face fucked. It's great, but I don't like this vaccine thing. Like that's the one thing that they might not bend on. Yeah. That would be an interesting place to be. I feel horrible for anybody that that's a struggle. That's a struggle. See, <laughs> so now, and this is where I'm kind of going. So now, now yeah. the whole spectrum is you've you're either far left or you're far right. There, there's no left. There's the no right. Gone. Yeah, the, the center's s- gone. Yeah. Are so, you a fascist or a communist? Pick one, motherfucker. You only get one. <laughs> so like. Uh, the left that's currently in charge in Canada trying to demolish the center. And if you're not with them, you're racist or sexist. Mm, or homophobic. And, and okay, so I'm sorry to anybody who's listening that feels they're on the left and doesn't see this as what's happening, but... You're but entitled. It, these are just our opinions. This is yeah. our opinion on what's going on right now, but... And my opinion is straight up that that is what's happening. That's what's going on. And so I've mentioned a couple times that uh, the reason... Um, the reason I've mentioned this and I'll mention it again is because I'm not racist, but being called the white supremacist because my views differ is so far off kilter. It doesn't sit right with me. And that's why I repeatedly bring, bring it up. Like my views are to focus on me and my own. It doesn't mean I don't care about other people. It doesn't mean I'm looking to put myself above others. It just means I like to focus on my family and make sure they're happy. Just, just picture Dom's voice from F and F and just family. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I wish I could do a good Vin Diesel. Oh, fucking no. Oh, you sounded like you sounded like Mykonos, which is Michael Scott's Greek character. Oh, <laughs> <Family. laughs> <You know what laughs> <I'm> <laughs> oh my god! My favorite meme of that was the one where you know the. Don't try it, Anakin. I have the high ground. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's it's a picture of Vin Diesel on Anakin Skywalker's face, and it says, "You underestimate my family." So fucking good. Oh man, <laughs> he would not have turned into Darth Vader if that was Vin Diesel there, and that and he would have jumped over, and he would have made the jump, and he would have kicked Obi Wan right in the face. Yeah, yeah, and he went. You're so, out of the family. So we're saying all this, uh, going back to social media. I can't post anything about my life on there because it's so critically. Neither judged. can Doug for his kids. Because it's so critically judged that my personal fa- uh, that my personal Facebook is just a stationary base for memes, trailers, and funny clips. Yes, um, and that's because, oh, like what what I was just where I was kind of going. I'm trying to. Oh man, I had a good train of thought there. <laughs> and it crashed. Oh, uh, Doug, Doug Ford's kids. Okay, so the Doug Ford um, when he had to inter- tell, talk about the Vax Pass thing, uh, his kids Facebooked on their personal Facebooks about how their father was really upset at the dinner table, and, and, and it was it was killing them because he was like he was. You know, it's putting a um, ter- a little bit of stress on the family. They had some struggle, 
the Fords don't know much about <laughs> struggles. But that night, they knew about them. They knew that Dad wasn't happy, that he'd promised people that he didn't have to do something that he was being told to fucking do whether he liked it or not. And it bothered him, because when you become the premier of a province, you're supposed to be in fucking charge of the province. And he wasn't. And they po- they didn't post what I'm saying, but they posted that there was issues and that whatever. And, like, got destroyed over it. Destroyed over it. Like, the liberal parties and shit like that. It was all taken down. And there was, like, a big fucking apology and shit. It was, I was like, bro, that's disgusting. His kids, they're literal oh, kids, too. They so- can't just post that dad was upset. No, 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 no. Not allowed to know that he doesn't want this. Like, it... Yeah. It's so sad if you're monitoring, or sorry, if you're um, censoring people's social media so that things look a certain way. Uh, they're, they're, I don't know how these people think this is going to end, but it's not going to end well. They're going to be under fire again because it was just recently announced that in January, uh, Ford is going to take away the vaccination passport. Or or depending on... Did it? Is that a... Really? Depending on, he says, we'll see where we are, but in January, the plan With is numbers. to take away the vaccination passport and then by March to, to take away the, the mask mandate. So he's okay. so he's trying to, but you know, you know that you know Justin's yeah. gonna be like, hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, Mr. Ford, fuck you, Ford. Can you pretend to be Doug Ford? Pretend it. You talk into the mic there and pretend. Well, uh, 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 well, this is uh, this is what we're gonna do. And no, in, we're not. Uh, uh, in January, we're gonna it's get Justin. Re- Hi, it's Justin. Uh, we're not gonna do anything he says. Don't listen. Uh, oh, oh, okay. Uh, uh, well, that's exactly how the press conference <laughs> is gonna go, right there. And then he'll just leave. They're like, did you guys hear Justin? <laughs> Yeah. Fuck. So, so like I have. That's exciting though. It kind of gives me like this, uh, this little. Oh, I got. I'm swearing a lot today. The hangover's not helping. I was gonna. It's giving me a glimmer of hope. Um, and rebellions are built on hope. <laughs> so with uh, what I'd said about Facebook and and where I what I typically use my Facebook for, like I still have enemies of mine uh, as friends on Facebook. They're my favorite Facebook friends because they get to see my success. And that's exactly why. So, like, these enemies kind of, like, hope I fail. But I know they revel in it when I post, like, fuck, I want to kill myself. What a, r- what a rough <laughs> yeah. week. They're probably exactly. like, do it! <laughs> like, they hope I fail. And I keep them there to, to so that one day I can show success if, say, the, the shot pod were to ever go somewhere. The shot pod is going all kinds of places. It's going to iHeartRadio. It's going to Google <laughs> Podcasts. No, it's already fucking there. It's going, going to Spotify. It's going to all these places every week. So uh, while I've changed platforms to discuss all these things, and when I say change platforms, I, like I used to use music as like my main source to vent. It was my vice. And now now I say like the, the podcasting actually oh, helps huge me feel help. better. It's, it's, it's therapeutic for me. I feel more in touch with who I am as a person. With this podcast, you know what I mean? Talking, yeah. and that's why I, I encourage people to talk, Me, I'm, especially dudes that are quiet and don't talk about feelings and stuff. It's like, it's, it's so fucking, it's 2021. It, talking is the only thing that's going to, number one, resolve all this fucking craziness in the world. Okay, it's the only thing that's going to allow us to organize to either take our country back or continue, you know, people like Doug are going to try and get us out of this rut, like like properly, like the way it's supposed to happen, where, yeah. we, do, where we don't overthrow the government, where the government just starts doing its <laughs> fucking job properly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Either way is good, but like it's discussions, it's talking, it's not screaming at each other on Facebook about things because you don't disagree. You know what I mean? It's not that. It's about, talk. you'll know, you're going to learn a lot more about yourself talking about it with other people and, and taking other people's opinions. And I got lots of people who are pro-vax. 
that, that I, I'll never shit on. I can't shit on them because they're friends of mine. They're people I love and value. They're teachers of mine. My, I got an old teacher who's a really good buddy of mine, and he's like a, if you don't get your vax, fuck you guy. Like, he's an aggressive yeah. pro-vaxxer. I cannot delete e this guy. No matter how many times I see his stupid post, and I go, I'm fucking caught. I'm going to get rid of him. But he's such, I love the guy. So I can't. I can't. And we still PM and DM each other, or whatever, whichever one of those you you use, you know, uh, whichever it is. Yeah. We still message each other and chat about other things and, and talk about yeah. meeting up and all that. So yeah, that's what the world, it's about including everybody, man. Yeah. So I, I know the stories I talk about sometimes, uh, I, I relay a lot of personal experiences and stories, uh, may get me hated by some, like with more and more people that hear this. And I know it might, might get me targeted by others. And I know some people may enjoy it, but along with the good, I also say the bad. So I open myself up in, uh, the relationships episode, I talked about me being pretty sleazy, having many ups and downs. And uh, again, that makes me human. Everything, as I said, everything can't be ups all the time. There are definitely downs and that's allowed. That's what the shop. Once again, tell the bipolar guy about ups and downs, please <laughs> tell me more about them. I don't know anything. Every, everything can't <laughs> Just, be ups all the time. Yeah, it's true. There are definitely downs and, and you appreciate the ups better because of the downs. Yeah. I know it sounds kind of silly, but when the lockdowns end and we're allowed to go do shit, like, isn't it such a good feeling? Like, oh my God, you know, yeah. but, uh, that's kind of a cool thing. I, uh, and that's, that's what the shop pod is for me. And with Alex as my co-host, it'll be the same. Uh, he's, he's my friend. He's part of my circle, my bubble on the internet. And I will fight for him to be safe as, as well as I will fight for all my family and friends. So listeners will hear the good, the bad, the ugly on this podcast. And I'm not just talking about the movie Clint Eastwood. Oh, and, uh, the, the beautiful, but when I'm talking about, uh, the podcast and, and Alex is part of my circle and, and my spot on the internet. What he means is I'm a bipolar crazy psycho and I say <laughs> lots of offensive shit and if you're offended by it, you need to calm the fuck down because I'm just some crazy dude and my opinion really doesn't matter. Just laugh and have a good time. Yeah, well, that, that's, but also part of uh, speaking all these personal stories and then talking about that meme that uh, that comes down to everybody saying like, oh, yeah, OK, I felt this way, too. I felt this. Yeah, way too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y we're going to be humanity able to needs that we're deaf. Every time I think that I'm the only one that feels like this, I'm wrong because somebody else has felt the same. Exactly. I like that, though. I like that. Uh, that's what, OK. I know we talk a lot of shit about I talk a lot of shit about social media. I want to I want to clear the air real quick. I fucking love Facebook. I'm gonna tell you right now. It's one of my. I'm so glad that I have it because Facebook is what you want it to be. Okay, and my Facebook is awesome because I made it awesome. I don't have things on Facebook I don't want to see. I make sure of it. And when I see something I don't like, I move the fuck on. It's family members and their kids and their vacation. It's funny jokes. It's you sending me the Batman trailer. Me watching it forty five fucking times in a row. <laughs> You know, it's it's um, joking about the government and how I think it sucks right now and having some people give me some opinions or maybe share something I didn't know about. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's also, um, we're almost at 100 likes for fucking ShotPod on the Facebook ShotPod page. You know, it wasn't much of a struggle to get those, so hopefully we can get up to like 1,000 at some point. How cool would that fucking be, right? The first hundo... Going, you know, yeah. it'll be fun to talk about when we get to the to the to the big the big millie there. That'll be cool. So, yeah. um, but I love it because it keeps me in touch with family in Calgary and St. Paul and New Brunswick, and I can hear my buddy's band in. The, he he's going to California. They're cutting tracks. He's like he's like I hope I can make it. Canada sucks. I don't think I can make it here when it comes to the music industry. Here sucks. It's not vibrant to say the least. You know, so I'm gonna go down there and try it. I'm I'm, I'm so interested in uh, and it's gonna allow me to stay in touch with those people. I remember before that it was like. If I wanted to talk to these, I gotta fucking call them. It's not the same. Even when you could call and text, 
I didn't call my New Brunswick folks in my New Brunswick family or text them very often, but I see their Facebook now all the time. And anything that's going on in their lives, I can see and go, oh, fuck, what's, uh, so-and-so got cancer. That sucks. I better message them. Or, oh, so-and-so went to Canada's Wonderland. Rest in peace, Gunth- Gunther from Friends. It was just, he <laughs> <laughs> came out today that he passed on from cancer. I'm like, oh, Gunther. Yeah, man. Like, it's just, oh, it's, yeah. it keeps us in touch with that kind of shit. And I, um, I wouldn't know anything about this Alec Baldwin shit if it weren't for social media. I'm glad I, I need to be informed about these things. So it, I think that if you hate Facebook or you hate social media or whatever or it, or, or it upsets you, you're the problem. I think you need you need to gear it so that what you're seeing is is, is what you what you want to see to make you. Ha- I'm I'm crazy. I know that if I scroll through and I see a bunch of things that are going to make me mad, it's going to ruin my day. I'm going to go off and I'm probably going to say something stupid or I, actually in my life it's going to affect me and set me off. So I make sure it doesn't because I don't need that. I need to focus on positivity because I I fucking I I am the most pessimistic cunt you've ever met in your life. Yeah, I really am, and it takes everything in me to focus on optimism. So I, I have to make sure my social media isn't a bunch of negative bad shit, or I will go fucking crazy and be a negative asshole. Yeah. I'll be a negative Nancy. So, and I think if you have negative experience with Facebook, it, it is it's what you put into it. It's input output. So you know, be smart about it. Anyways, there's my. So I do talk a lot of shit about it, but I do love it. There you go. I'm done. So, as part of talking about struggles in today's day and age. <laughs> I know some people think because of the color of my skin that I'm privileged or I have white privilege. Yeah, white privilege, I mean, I'm not going to say it doesn't exist. And I think the States is it's oh, worse. Oh, there, 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 are, there are things, but, uh, there yeah, are times where... Yeah, we, I am very poor. And I'm going to be honest with you, I, I, I am definitely discriminated against by police. just be, Because I, I, I'm, not, I'm not making this up. I don't give a fuck. All my, my black friends and I joke about this because I, usually, I have worse stories than a lot of them. For like... Because I, I have long hair and I'm a hippie looking motherfucker and I'm always driving a car that looks like trouble. You know what I mean? Well, I'm driving something low and I'm driving something supercharged I, or I, loud. I did want to say... Uh, and yeah, they just fuck with you. I get fucked with all the time. I did want to say it, uh, it comes down to actually lifestyle type. So if throughout the entire BLM stuff that was going on... Yes. Uh, one massive thing that conservatives were saying in regards to the BLM stuff was that you know uh, a lot of people black people specifically didn't have fathers growing up and that that essentially allows for a life to spiral out of control yeah and you and i are both kind of yeah shining examples def i would def <laughs> i'd go with that for sure i mean fuck i got friends with no parents so the fact that i have one and that I mean, and I mean, my, me and my mom are we're t- we're beyond tight. Is my mom, me and my mom have been ride or die. It's you and me against the world for a very long time. But we, you know, there was some. It was we had to get here. You know, we've had yeah. there was definitely trauma when I was younger that we had to be like, well, we can agree to disagree. Yeah. You did the right thing there, kind of idea. <laughs> and so yeah, I'm with you on that. That um, I don't really get this white privilege thing a lot. Like I just I think it like it's literally class. Like. I, it's a class thing. I think it's more. I think it's class and not race. I believe the race card is a tool for division, flat out, and, and that it's actually class that we need to be class that we need to get you know quit quit shitting on. Because upper class people don't know struggle. I that's believe- priv- that's I call that. That's privilege. There's lots of colored folk in that in the in that I believe, category I of, of privileged people who don't know struggle. I, I believe that to a degree. Like, I've always considered myself to be a lower-class individual. The but and, but We mean income-wise, people, okay? <laughs> so don't be a fucking asshole. I, I, 
I don't dress in rags. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I just mean, we're not making a hundred grand a year. Let's yeah. be fucking honest right now. Like, oh. I'm a mechanic and you clean, we're for a company that cleans really big buildings. Yeah. Like, we are regular Joe bl- Blows, you know, and we take a little pride in our work, but like, I'm not going to be a millionaire unless I franchise but a shop. I, I did want to say, though, that when I was younger and, I'm, I was a devil child. So when I was younger and I was We were bad. Caught, Me and Mark have this in common. We were fucking assholes when we were kids. I was caught partaking in five-finger discounts. And for anybody who's not cluing yeah. in, theft, stealing. Uh, He's a thief in the night he was, man. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was driven home from the police. And yeah, I was grounded oh, for awesome. a couple months and all that stuff. And, uh, but it was always me dealing with the police. And I know that in the end, it was like, okay, fuck. I'm, I'm, I'm being taken back to my mom's. And that's where I can say, like, that might be privilege there because I can't say can't, the same. Okay, that's a very fucking good point because, yeah, there that's where it might have kicked in because you wouldn't be taken home. You'd probably yeah. be incarcerated or hard. I'm with you on that. I'm w- I feel you there, and that's where I can I have I'm, I empathize 100 percent with people with, that that talk about like also the fear of police. Yeah. I I'm scared of police because I li- uh, get a little personal because I live in Durham region and I I'll, I'll say it I don't think Durham regional police uh, I think I mean I'm not saying all cops are bad I'm just saying there's a lot of stories about fucked up shit that goes on related to it let's just say that yeah. there's a lot it's easy to live in this area and everyone's got a story about DRP doing something that's not fucking hundred percent legit <laughs> it doesn't make yeah. sense everyone's got that story right yeah. I don't really get it with Peel or Toronto Metro or some of these other regions, you know what I mean? Anyways, I don't, I don't want to talk too much shit. It's more of a personal opinion here. But you're right in the in, in the way that in the States, you're, you're scared of cops if you're, if you're black. It's yeah. just the way it is, and we I don't get that. They're the, oh my God, things are going wrong. Call the police. Like, that's not an option, and that's that would be a scary way to live. So I'll give it, yeah, the, the empathy goes there for sure. But as a white guy that lives in Durham region with lip, hippie long hair and a, and a driving record longer than the computer screen that they type in and they have to fucking scroll when they, when they get me up. <laughs> holy fuck, okay, holy Jesus this Christ, this kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. That you're immediately, they're just like, well, I'm going to fuck you up. You know, you know what I mean? And I, and I think that everybody that's middle-class and grinding their ass off to pay their bills is doing 70 and a 50. So fuck off. Sorry. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so uh, I've explained that uh, my father passed away when I was young, and how old exactly were you? I was four. Okay, so your memories of him are vague, non-existent, or it, what? It's they're they're vague, but they're there. Like okay. I remember, I told you like I had memories from when I was two, and my mom was like, "Yeah." You and I right. also have and this in common. Like, I was like, "Mom, I remember living in a place with this couch, and we had this blue cover over it." Blah, blah, blah. She'd be like, "You were eight months old when we lived there." I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. How the fuck are you describing that couch to me right now? <laughs> yeah. I, and you and I have this in common. We have, it's like a, and I think that's why we're good with music. It's like a photographic memory, in a, it, but a not a photographic memory. It's weird. Yeah. You've just got a good. There, there are certain details that you can hang on to. Yeah. And, be like, oh, and people yeah. are like, oh yeah. Like when I'm, when I give those details out, they're like, yeah. how do you remember that? Yeah. You're probably like, so, so I guess when it comes, okay. yeah. So I guess when it comes down to it, it's not. It's not so much a photographic memory for everything, but you can remember specifics. And yeah, photo- like, yeah. Oh, yeah, the things you remember, you remember ultimate details too. But it, you have to remember them to get those details. I have to give uh, my mom a big kudos for for pushing through uh, that entire. What did your dad thing. die of? Did, was it uh, leukemia? Oh, so he got okay. So it was an yeah. illness. Yeah, 
Um, so, but but here, what here, a shitty fucking run, man! Get have a kid. The kid's four. Like things are just starting to get kind of back to normal. You're ready for school. Oh, he's in school next year, and then pff, <laughs> kick the fucking bucket because of you know something that has nothing to do with you know your personal choices in life at all. Yeah, that's fucking. Ugh. Well, how'd I, your mom handle it? Like, were they together when he passed? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know all these details. So, sorry. so when it comes down to uh, my father passing, uh, and like. I'll, so I want to say this in regards to people working today. So my mom had to work the entire time that she was trying to, to deal with him and, dying and deal because she had three kids. She had me, my brother, and my sister. So she had to work. Right. You're the hated middle child. I remember. Right. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and during, during this, like my mom, even after she ended up separating from my stepdad, like she openly admitted, like she's been, depressed still struggling with she's it since been then. depressed with losing my dad because some things you just don't get over and she's he was like, right oh, he, i think he was he the was, one he was yeah, the, the he one was the love of my everyone's life everyone's got Those the one work. everyone's got the one like my mom says that about my stepdad that they're divorced now but she's like he was that he was that one it didn't work out but everyone has their one soulmate we'll call it soulmate i know it's gay i know it's a big gay guys but it's a <laughs> it is a situation it's a soulmate situation um and your mom had it and lost it and that fucking sucks man like you I, I'm not comparing it, but um, I kind of feel like I might have been like that with my wife who I was with for 11 years. Yeah. And she was not the person that I fell in love with by the end of it. So I don't miss, I would never want to get back or ever talk to her again, but I miss what we had when it was there. Yeah. It's, it's, so it sucks to, to have that soulmate feeling and then it goes away. You know, for whatever reason, it's just fucking, it's really devastating to remind your heart that it's okay to feel something again. That's yeah. tough to do. I do want to say, though, with that being said, that uh, people that are fighting through depression can still work. I mean, that would be the OK. So I was getting divorced and I was working at a car at a, a Chevy dealer. I remember a guy coming over and being like, you got to finish this job quicker. And the reason it was taking so long is because when I was in the engine bay, I was bawling my fucking eyes out <laughs> to myself. And I just, I was so happy that nobody knew, right? Because yeah. I was there and I was just, I would just bawl, just uncontrollably sob at work for no reason because like a fucking song would come on the radio. Or she was still texting me too. Yeah. So that didn't help. Like it was a bad situation. So yeah, man, I, I actually quit that job. I actually ended up leaving that dealer and I took about three weeks off with money I'd saved up before I went and got a job at another dealer. And uh, I'm not going to lie. I did a lot of drugs and drank a bunch of booze to try and drown my fucking sorrows. So, so I told you, <laughs> the, I was uh, like, okay, time to go back to work and be a person. So I told you about uh, retail radio is, is the worst when you're in a shit mood. Oh my goodness. And so, when I was with uh, my oldest mother after shit after that relationship fell apart, I favorite I took, retail radio songs. That's a whole took, topic. <laughs> I took uh, two weeks off of work, and then I just went back to work. And then while at work, I had to listen to all these songs about relationships ending and, and making my way downtown. <laughs> do 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 and and, and while I remember these, banging so and so to this song. And while while it's so here's here's a small little kind of funny skit. Uh, it. it wasn't even a skit. It was just something that fucking happened. But there was some guy who was a buddy of mine who was just in a bad mood that night on top of retail radio pissing me off so i was in a bad mood and then he came over and he said something insulting to me and i was like what the fuck so i said something back 
And then this guy had nothing, and he looked at my shirt, and I was wearing a Molson Canadian patio party shirt at the time. He's like, nice fucking shirt. Bet you don't even drink beer. I'm like, bitch, we drank beer together. What are you fucking, <laughs> what are you saying right now? I know you're trying to lash out, but that's a very shitty way yeah. of lashing out. I, I think that's entertaining <laughs> when friends lash out, and it's, like, pitiful. <laughs> Just like, yo, man. <laughs> no, you fucking yo, man. What the fuck? Yeah, just, whoa, whoa, settle down. I like that, though. It's also usually when... um. Oh, men, men are embarrassed about crying. Men are embarrassed about being emotional. I don't know. I, I guess being, I don't consider, people call it BPD, right? Bipolar disorder. I fucking don't care about the word disorder. I don't, I, I don't care for it. I don't have time for it. If it's a, such a disorder, why am I so much better at things than, uh, than normal people? Like I'm, I'm, I'm really good at talking the talk. I'm really good at memorizing things. I'm really good at music because maybe I'm crazy. Just, maybe just because the, this way of doing things that you do is in a disorderly fashion, but it's better. I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give it's a better disorder. Um, but uh, the highs and lows, right? I can't not be emotional. I'm a bitch. I cry daily. Did I cry today? No, but definitely yesterday. A little bit for sure. Stubbed my toe. Had a little tear. Well, at that, that's pain <laughs> at work. Yeah, I cry at work when I hurt. I, I cry at work when I hurt myself because I hammer my hands. I had an axle break my right pinky, which still doesn't close into a fist right now. Yeah. Um, I yeah, I get pretty fucking annoyed with that kind of stuff. So yeah, and it's not okay to be a dude and be emotional. It's not accepted. That's, and I don't hold it back. That's the stigma. I've had girls be like flat out like, "Bro, I can't handle you." Like you're you have, you know, like and I'm like, "Okay, like if th- this is this is I'm you're never going to not see me cry if you want to be a th- if this is a thing." Did it's, you listen to James Blunt afterwards? I I don't I'll be honest. I listen to really angry music when I'm upset. I listen to Limp Biscuit when I'm crying. It's actually proven to be therapeutic. <laughs> I do. And I'll be bawling going, Give me some break. My life fucking sucks and my dad doesn't love me. Give me some break. I can't pay my bills. I'm so fucking broke and this job is not going well. About your fucking face. <laughs> I'm banging James. Huh? <laughs> I'm fucking James. Huh? <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. But yeah, no, I um, and I being being crazy, being bipolar at least, I get to be emotional in front of people. So I've ruined that stigma. So when were you? Everybody, when were you diagnosed as bipolar? Oh fuck, this is a bad. This is a bad conversation. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Talked about your dead dad. We're already gonna get onto me being crazy. <sighs> Damn it. See, this is a real episode, boys. It's Yo, about so cray cray. the struggles. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, there's Jessica Jones' sister is a pop star. She's got that "Hey Hey, I Like Your Cray Cray" song. My <laughs> fucking, I've had exes sing that to me. It's like they're you know, because the cray cray works in bed, but it don't work outside very well. <laughs> but anyways, so um, that's a funny that you say that. I love it. Uh, um, I think I was twenty. Was I married? Or before? Fuck. It was right around 2012, so I was 25 or something like that, right. and it was about a year of taking a bunch of pills. At first, I thought I was depressed. I was just like, I think I'm depressed. I went to my family doctor. I was like, yo, I think I'm depressed. I want to kill myself. He's like, all right, uh, here's some depression medication, and he gave me all, I don't I won't get into, all, there was lots of different ones, yeah. and every one of them gave me weird reactions, really like weird, like he gave me this stuff called Cymbalta, and I tripped mushroom style, like I saw ants. I woke up in the middle of the night, I thought ants were all over me. I, I tripped like I was on fucking MDMA or some acid or some crazy shit. And um, I told him and he's like, that's like the fucking tamest medication. Like, there's no reason for that to happen. This, I'm really, I, he didn't believe me. He flat out called me a liar. 
Um, and then I tried some other, a lot of Valium derivatives when you're depressed. Um, and none of it, and then at some point he's like, go to a psychiatrist, bro. Like, you're fucking, I can't deal with you. And the psychiatrist, I had a notepad with everything I'd taken and every reaction I had dates. I'm yeah. pretty comprehensive because I was like, what's wrong with me? I need to know. So I get there and I give the him the pad. And the, doctor, the doctor's like, hang on, let me, let me. Okay. And the doctor's like. Oh, geez. Oh. More? Skip to page. Oh, more, more. Oh, Jesus. An index. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and he's like, you're bipolar. He, right away, he's just like, you're bipolar. I was like, what? He's like, this is textbook bipolar. You're having chemical reactions to depression medication. Slaps down one bottle on the table. Take this. Call me in the morning. Take two and call me in the morning. So I, I, I took it th- that night. And, uh, and he's supposed to take him in the, at night. Or sorry, you're supposed to take him in the morning, but they made me sleepy. So I took him at night. He's like, that's weird that they make you sleepy. So once again, everybody that's got this gets a little bit of a different reaction and everybody needs different meds, blah, 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 blah. So that was the diagnosis. And he must have been right because it worked. His first, this, it was blew my mind that the psychiatrist's first prescription was what I ended up taking for the next like five or six years right. before it, they tell you when you start taking it. Anybody who's crazy out there, I hope you relate to this. Anybody that's got a similar story, man, I'm telling you, you're not fucking alone. It's like we've all done this shit. Doesn't mean you get to be a cunt, okay? It's not an excuse to be an asshole. This, 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 this <laughs> stuff. It's not. It's it's an excuse to apologize when you are one and say I was having a, a bit of an episode. But it's not an excuse to go off on people because oh look at me, I'm crazy. It's really fucking isn't. You got to be able to understand that your triggers, the whole world doesn't know them. Like I was talking about earlier. Yeah. But uh, so he, yeah, it went really well, and then he. But they forget to tell you that the pills, um, they ruined my stomach lining. No stomach lining. It was gone. I was throwing up. Kurt Cobain style. It was like daily, couldn't eat, food didn't exist to me. I lived on chocolate milk because he told me dairy would coat my stomach for me because I had no lining. Um, restless leg. If you've got, I have OCD and ADHD too, which is, I don't know, that's what they tell me I have. I just know that I, 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 I they'd love to diagnose you with shit when you go to these places. But <laughs> I think that's all just related to BP. Like I think it's just all grouped in, but they, they say they're separate. So having those things and not being able to sleep without restless leg or eat fucking drove me insane, mad, mad. I could not handle it. The lack of sleep. Oh right uh, yeah. That, so, so my girlfriend, she'll be yeah sleeping and shaking her leg. Yeah. I'm like fuck. Just going like a pitter patter. <laughs> lying, lying in bed, she's just like I did not put any change in to make this bed. Yeah, vibrate, vibrate. vibrate. But here we are. <laughs> oh, I, I've uh, that's what it was like. But restless leg isn't. Uh, it can be like that, but it's more of a feeling. It's a feeling in the leg. Like somebody <laughs> okay. just grabbed it and squeezed your muscle really hard. You're like, ah! and you want to move. And that's what you do. You're like sleeping and you just, ah! you know what I mean? Up. Legs in the air. Like you're kicking somebody. Makes no, it's fucking horrible. There's different, that's just my experience. There's different ways that it happens. So that sucked. Uh, insomnia was my biggest issue. Um, you get really bad insomnia because they make you sleepy. Without them, you do not sleep. And my, life is like you stay at a girl's house and you don't have your pills. You will go through to withdrawal. You will, about by one or two in the morning, you will go in the bathroom and you will spend an hour throwing up and basically feeling like a heroin addict. Like, I'm sure it's not as severe, but it's, there's massive withdrawal symptoms. So now you're, you're, you know, and when you get the withdrawal symptoms and then you get your pills, now you take like six. I need to fucking, I need to be normal. I need to feel normal, even though you're only supposed to take two, right? So now you're abusing it. It it becomes a fucking roller coaster. And if you're doing weed or any other drugs, if you're into, you know, if you're out partying, doing narcotics, or if you're a drinker, if you're a heavy drinker, like, I, I, you know, it's all going to affect it, right? It's all going to going to play into it. So after about six years, I said, "Fuck it, no more pills, no more, no more, no more." I want to be me. I'm not me anymore. 
And now marijuana. That's it. I'm a huge pusher. Talking about conspiracy theories and stuff. Marijuana's going to save the world. Marijuana <laughs> and psilocybin, the shit that's in mushrooms. I swear to God. You can... Yeah. Pretty much take the you know THC, CBD, and, and psilocybin, and you or however you say it. I'm not saying it properly. I know I sound like a retard, guys. Give me some slack. Cut me some slack. Um, I'm struggling with the word psilocybin <laughs> right there. Um, we can fix the whole world with that shit. Like almost all mental illnesses and a lot of bad shit can be with with, with prescription versions of CBC, THC, sore muscles too. You see these people with the THC sprays or CBC, CBD sprays for your muscles and you yeah. put bath bombs. Like it's crazy. This shit is revolutionary and it was illegal forever. Remember when we were kids, it was like, weed is a gateway drug. You're going to be a heroin. You're going to suck a dick for a hit of heroin if you start smoking weed. Like they push that on yeah. you and now they're just like, smoke weed and don't be crazy. I love the fucking change. This is for all you people out there going, my government told me your government told you not to smoke weed too and now it's legal so fucking figure it out guys illegal and legal means shit it's morals it's values it's who you are think about it don't be a so goddamn kind of, sheep what kind anyways of, what kind of child were you a horrible one because of the bp thing which is paternal okay and my mom is also a very high strung loud obnoxious in a good way uh, opinionated person you know yeah. so i got that out of her and then dad i, I got He's a musician and a fucking really um, funny guy. You know what I mean? So he, I got the humor and I got the musicianship and the social butterfly bullshit from him. Um, but I took those and just beat kids up. Oh, this is a good, I don't know. This is a good story. A quick struggle story. <laughs> quick struggle. So I'm four years old. I'm not in school yet. My mom's yeah. a well. So my dad and my mom, excuse me, broke up when I was really young. My mom got, met my dad when she was 18, married him when she was 19, had me at 20. Uh, I was a honeymoon baby. So I'm out, and I'm four-ish, and uh, he's been gone. There was drinking, and things didn't go well. They hated each other. He's now remarried, and he's got two other kids. And he's still in Oshawa, though. This is before the disappearance. Yeah. Um, so we're in the Schwig, and my mom is on Welly because Just we, for people who don't know, Oshawa. the Schwa, Oshawa is the Schwig, also known as the Schwiggity. The Big Dirty. Schwa. All that stuff, yeah. So that's what he means when he says the Schwig. Canada, Detroit, we call it. Canadian, Detroit. <laughs> um, so she's babysitting kids for cash under the table. We live on a court in a little quadplex house. That's yeah. not a, I'm not saying it's an ugly, a bad house. I mean, compared to what 500 bucks a month will get you today, it was a pretty fucking good run. <laughs> so we were there, and she was babysitting kids while she was on welfare, and I would fight these kids and scrap these kids because I was a psycho little kid, and everybody wanted to fuck with me because I was tiny and blonde, and I looked like I should have been in The Little Mermaid or something, I guess. I don't fucking know. Everybody wanted to make fun of the little tiny blonde kid who probably should have been a girl, but I wasn't, <laughs> right? <laughs> so uh, you grow up, and you learn to embrace your feature, your finer features, but when you're young, you get fucking ridiculed and destroyed for it because oh, you, yeah. you're a little bitch, and it's, it makes it... You grow up pretty quick, and you well, gotta no, grow up it's, tough. It's also the, the climate of school is... Never, yeah. is never good because school's divided by cliques. 100%. Right? And, and my school was class because there was the poor kids that went to school south of the school and then there was the kids who lived in the nice new subdivision north of um, Wentworth Street yeah. that had money and we all wanted to kill them and they all wanted to kill us. <laughs> so I'm... I'll never forget this. This kid, ki oh, I don't know if any, I love you. Kevin DeBonis, if you're out there, buddy, I'm sorry. <laughs> mom's, my mom's uh, watching him and he mouse off at me and I threw a book at him and the bridge of the book hit him right in the bridge of his nose. When I say bridge of the book, I don't know what I'm saying there. I meant to say bridge of nose, but the, the bat, the part of the book, yeah, the, the, spine, the spine, spine, the spine, not the spine. Splines are in CV shafts. Sorry, I'm a mechanic. <laughs> spine of the book hits him in the nose, breaks his fucking nose. He's gushing blood out of his face Blah, everywhere. Fucking soaks the carpet. Yeah. 
Mom comes in, cleans them up. Kevin's mom comes to get him, blah, blah, blah. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. This is the first time I understood struggle. Okay. My mom sat me down, bawling her eyes out. And she said, you stupid little fuck. How am I going to feed us if you keep doing this? Do you understand that I'm trying to keep, like feed us and provide? Like, do you, you, you get why I'm looking after these little assholes? Do you understand it? And it, it was the first, I never thought about it. I never thought about what she was dealing with. You know what I mean? I was a kid. And, but that was the first time I was like, oh my God, like this doesn't just happen. This doesn't just appear. Yeah. And I'm fucking it up. I'm a problem child. I knew in that moment I was a, not like the, I'm a problem. I need to check myself and not be a problem child. I was still really bad, but that was the first moment where I was like, I better, you know, if I was going to be bad, I wouldn't, I can't let it affect mom. I can't let it affect our house. I can't let, you know, come home in a cop car you know, more than two or three times before she's going to send me to live with whoever, like you got to get, check it. Like, you know, she's a single mom. Like I can't push her past the fucking her head going off. Right. And that was, yeah, that was the first one. And then I would say until I was in grade five, I was the worst kid. Any mother or father. Were you ever spanked as a child? Yeah. My mom kicked, I don't want to talk too much. My mom kicked the shit out of me a lot and it was well-deserved and we've talked lots about it now that we're older and stuff. Maybe the, maybe it was a bit over the top sometimes because she was a young, she was a tiny little girl too. She didn't really think she could hurt me because she was so tiny, you know, and she didn't really like, I'm not saying there was pain, but I'm saying we, we fucking, we fought a lot. Like I, we got, we went at each other. Um, I got, the spanking thing, it was, a, it was, spanking happened, but it was like backhand, like backhand or wooden spoon across the fucking <laughs> the whatever. Spoon. Yeah, wooden spoon broke man. over my, me a lot. When I, when I was but little. But I earned it, man. Like yeah. I was fucking being a really, like I'm not, I never once look back and think, why'd you mack me in the head with the spoon that day? Cause it was like, so, call my teacher to suck a dick or something. <laughs> like just don't do it, Alex. Don't do it. I was, I was always the devil child and I did like everything wrong when I was a kid. And so my mom... Rambunctious and hyper running around? That, yeah, that was yeah. my, my, so my persona. Mom, my mom tried to have me diagnosed, and the doctor just like, all we can say is he's borderline. He's like, what does that mean? He doesn't get pills. And my mom's like, oh, God. <laughs> you want, they wouldn't give you... They probably <laughs> would have given you Ritalin. They, they, yeah, but they wouldn't give me the meds because I was borderline. And so funny thing is my mom actually thinks I became more ADHD as I got older. So like... In my 20s, and even up till now, like, she thinks I'm more ADHD than I was then. But either way, when I was little, like, I was I was definitely a little fucking shit. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, re- I remember getting... Your honesty s- is amazing. It's and, a little and, fucking shit. <laughs> yeah. And I remember, uh, like, all the many times that I got spanked. And, and sh- it got to the point where, like, she didn't know how to discipline me because like one spank and I do something else and then one spank and I do, I wasn't so much a repeat offender. So like, this is what I'd say when it came down to me and my kids and, and would I spank my kids? It's like, well, I I don't really spank my kids. I don't have to because I'm, I'm the guy with the deeper voice. So I'm the father who's like, what are you doing? And the kids are like, Oh "Oh." shit. (laughs) The the kids are like, Oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like that. (laughs) So, but, uh, but when I was little, like, I just remember like the, getting old enough when like my mom spanked me and I was like, <laughs> Oh, that was a glorious and then, day. And, then, and, and when I'm like laughing and then she's like, Oh yeah. And then she went and got the spoon. And I was like, no, 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 sh- no, take it back, 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 take it back. Oh my God. Um, I was a bad kid in the way, this is a good example. It's the kind of shit I would do. Nikki, Nikki, nine doors is a classic, right? Kid yeah. goes up, knocks oh, on the door, yeah. asks for some shake. Or, hey, can, do you guys have any sugar? That was, or do you guys have any sugar and then leave, right? Run away? <laughs> I, I brought it next level. I was always uh, a, pre- oh, I was never a stupid kid. 
I was always a smart kid. And then I hit a certain age and got really stupid. It was really weird how that went. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Maybe I hit my head really hard. Oh, yeah, I did get hit with a metal baseball bat when I was like eight in the face and got a bunch of stitches. So maybe it was that. But I remember doing Nicky Nicky Nine Doors, but I was a savage fuck and I would catch squirrels because I'm psycho, apparently. Yeah. I never would hurt an animal, okay? I'm not a sociopath. Or, <laughs> but um, I would catch squirrels, feed them, get them, you know, throw stuff out and then grab them. And uh, I had this little bike basket and I'd catch them in the bike basket yeah. and I'd set it in the bush. And then I knock on door. Hey, do you guys do you guys have any uh, a cup of milk? We run out of milk. We don't want to go to the store. I'm, I live down the road. Okay, and I'd put I'd throw the squirrel when they went to go get whatever I asked for. I'd throw it in their house, close the door, and, they'd, <laughs> and the fucking ant it would go ape shit, and you'd hear them screaming, and whatever it was would run around and break a bunch of shit. And I'd run home. I'd run, I'd run across the street laughing, and then run. And That's then, like a hardcore version. It was fucking amazing. And I, I had people's carpets, thousand dollars of carpet destroyed. I had windows broken, plates, <laughs> grandma's dishes from dead grandma that were like super sentimental, smashed to pieces by a squirrel. <gasps> I can't believe so loud this thing I had from my mom, and she did. And it's like I fucked <laughs> up, dude. Bad kid, not good. Spanking isn't going to solve that. Tie that kid down and don't let him leave the house. You know. So my brother send him to boot camp. My brother ended up getting a mouse, and I was so jealous that he got a mouse, and I wasn't allowed to have. An Younger animal. brother, older brother. Oh, I was so, going to say usually so, it's the baby that gets all the. So he he got attention. a mouse, and and I was all like, oh, can I hold him? Can I hold him? No, you can't hold him. So, anyways, my brother at, at you home. can't hold him. Yeah, why? Just that, power, pure power. It's mine, and yeah. you can't. Just, just watch. You're and just looking so, at him like, you know what I'm going to do. So that he, yeah, exactly. So he went away, and I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to hold this mouse. So I'm holding the mouse, and I could hear him like our stairs creaked coming down to our bedroom. So I was like, uh, uh, uh. Took the mouse, threw him in my hamper, so he wouldn't go anywhere. It's like, okay, he's in the hamper, he's good. And then like, but the the sheets are moving, so I'm like, ah. Uh. So I fucking sat on the sheets in the hamper. And then my brother's like, look, where, where, where's the mouse? He comes into my room. He's like, hey, Mark, where's my mouse? And I was like, I don't know. Why are you sitting in the closet in your hamper? I, I, I don't have an answer for that. Get up, move. And I was like, no. Is it, was it Get dead? up, move. Was it dead? It was dead. I killed my brother's mouse. Like the day before Christmas as well. Like, I, like you don't know how many times I heard, you ruined Christmas for everybody. And, and like, that scars Amazing. somebody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I gotta. We have so sometimes it blows my mind, man, when we talk about shit, how similar some of the shit we've dealt with is. So I'm a little older than that, I think, than you're. Just in case PETA was listening, I mean, we're I was, sorry. I was unaware of my actions at this age. Like, I, I was little, little. Like, I was, I was probably like three or four. No, no, I was like seven, six or seven four. or eight, still pretty stupid. I'll give you that. Yeah, to do something like that. Um, I was around that age, too. Um, no, actually, it was probably around 10, close to 10. And my buddy Patrick and I, oh, Patrick and I got into so much. Patrick was my partner in crime. We would get on our bikes and go to the ghetto, which if you lived in South Oshawa was down by the marsh. Yeah. And that's where all the Crips would recruit and the Bloods would recruit kids, young kids from the school to try and be in the gangs. Okay, South Oshawa's fucking, I'm talking about, um, I watched my, one of my buddy's moms do a bunch of cocaine when I was like three or four years old. And I went home and tried to take baby powder and make it up into lines. And my mom's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I was like, oh, I saw so-and-so's mom do this. It's fine. And she's like, holy shit. Like, you can't go hang out with those people anymore. Like, the South End is dirty. It's bad. It's not cool. <laughs> so uh, I go to Patrick's house and it's the same thing. His father is two brothers. Patrick's the oldest. They've got um, gerbils. Yeah, gerbils. I don't like where this story's going already. Oh, it's good. <laughs> it's a good story. It's very sexual. <laughs> so we get a toilet paper tube, right? 
And we're like, will this fit in our ass? And I'm like, I don't know. Let's try. First it wouldn't, so we got like some... No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're kidding. It's not what happened. Patrick's like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so the gerbils are in the his brother's room and we're jealous. Like He was like, fuck, I wanted to get something. We went, fuck, they get one. They get everything. They're the, yeah. younger, they're the younger kids. I'm out here. Like he had a paper out. He was helping his parents pay their fucking rent and shit, buddy. Like, it was crazy, right? That's the South End struggle. That's the struggle. That's the struggle. <laughs> Eight-year-old kid delivering fucking... No, 10-year-old kid delivering fucking newspapers and giving a chunk to his mom so she can make sure they got fucking milk change. That's yeah. the struggle, kids. That's what we're talking about. That's the... that is that. Where's my white privilege? Please mail it to me. I would really like to open that package. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> that, you know, so... Patrick and I are mad. We go in. We get the gerbils. And we pull them out. And we're hanging out with them. And we decide to let them, like, hang out together. And they start fighting. Gerbils don't like each other immediately, whatever. So we're laughing. We're like little cycles. Oh, shit, look. They're circling and they're like <laughs> making noises and shit. And then they just smash together and make a ball and start fucking clawing at each other and rolling around. And we're laughing. We're like, ding, ding. You know those old WWE wrestling rings that you used to get? Yeah. I had one. So we leave the gerbil and we go back to my house on a bike to get the rings. So we're going to put them in the ring and we're going to wrestle. We're going to like make them jump off the turn ropes on each other or some <laughs> shit. We get back. They're dead. We get back there in a ball still, but they're dead. They killed each other. Oh. We felt so fucking bad. It was like <laughs> devastating. I was like, we're murderers. We're sociopaths. Because I had a stepbrother, the stepdad that my was living with me at the time, my mom's second husband, um, who wasn't even at my wedding, so it wasn't a good experience. He was a he he got me into music. Other than that, didn't do much for me. Um oh, where's it going with all this now? Uh, <laughs> Distracted by stepdad talk. Uh Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, totally lost my train of thought. Gonna have to go back to it. But either way, the gerbils died. I felt like, she, oh, he, I remember now. His son but from a previous marriage had come to live with us, and he actually murdered animal, animals. He would go in the back and, like, lure shit out and kill it. Like, he was fucked. Yeah. I, this, I'm surprised this kid didn't end up in jail. He actually turned out okay later on. But he, like, oh, he was one uh, of those. Serial killers seem okay in real life. He's not a serial killer, <laughs> but it was like, my mom was looking up, like, you know, what serial killer fucking, like, what, what makes one. Yeah. And, like, he had five of eight fucking <laughs> things. He was, you know, the uh, stuff he would do. Like, uh, piss yeah. the bed really late in life. Killing animals with no remorse, like it's a joke. He loved to blow things up. He would make little bombs and set things on fire. He was obsessed with this shit. So I, I was like, oh my God, I'm him. When I killed the gerbil, I was like, I'm one of, uh, I'm a nut. I, like, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to name names, but I want to be the crazy stepbrother. I'm going to end up in prison. <laughs> like whatever. It really <laughs> fucked me up. It made me feel horrible. So yeah, okay. There's my gerbil story. Okay. So when I was younger, I, d I definitely had middle child syndrome. Yeah, we've talked about. So I don't, I, I don't know anything about this. So, so you gotta take so, the okay, wheels so here. So like, uh, I say my evil deed didn't help my cause because it was a battle for attention, and so that's typically what middle Mama's child syndrome like, is. I don't know what I do. Where where you kind of feel unloved. It's not that you had are that unloved. Never meet you. It's it's kind of like a battle for attention. So like my be. my brother. He, he wasn't a goody goody, but he was the, the the good son. Like he the good son. Like he didn't do the things that I did. And my did you smoke cigarettes? Yes, you did. I did. So you were a cigarette smoker. He wasn't. No. You out banging bitches? <laughs> yeah. You're out banging. He wasn't out banging, was he? You were out risking pregnancy, yeah. playing the pullout game, and she knew it. And your brother was <laughs> staying at home, being a good boy. Yep. Yep. What else? What else? You driving? Were you driving? At the time, were you driving car? He, no, he was driving before me. He was driving before you. So you weren't driving. Okay, but when you did, she probably worried about that too. 
Oh, for sure. So, uh, and then there was my sister who was the cutie, needed my mom's undivided She's also attention. the youngest, so yeah. baby of the family. Yeah. So she had that very, like, let, let me look like I'm the cute one kind of attitude, and that drove me nuts. And my sister and I... Oh, because uh, you thought you were the cute one. Oh, interesting. So, so when, when we were younger, at first, like... My sister and I, we were kind of inseparable. We were best friends. Hey, and then, and was, then she, was she a pretty younger sister? Because I had a pretty younger sister, and my God, I had to beat up a lot of dudes. That's a tough struggle, being the older brother for a pretty younger sister. It sucks. No, nah, I, I wasn't that involved. So okay. That. I wish so, I wasn't. <laughs> but, like, my sister and I, we, we would end up having the, the meanest arguments. Like, my, my mom originally wanted one boy and one girl. She Dude. only wanted So she only wanted two kids. So my sister used to tease me about this Opposite saying, sex siblings will get so savage with their words. They'll <laughs> so say some like, shit oh, yeah? to wreck you. You're supposed to be a girl. What's your name, Mark? Mark? No, no, Margaret. And I'm like, what? Whoa. What? I'm like, you know what? She only wanted two kids. You weren't even supposed to be here. You were a mistake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like my dad. Actually, Mom should have swallowed you, sis. <laughs> like my dad actually went out and got a vasectomy, and like, oh, ah. something happened. <gasps> oh, it's post a post vasectomy, baby, buddy. There's nothing less wanted. <laughs> nothing less wanted. I'm sorry. That's. I had a surgery so you don't exist, and here you fucking are. <laughs> oh, man. I'm sorry. That sucks. I feel bad for your sister a little but bit. But even still, putting that into context, I mean, if my mom was a Bob Ross fan, you could say that my sister was a happy little accident. Yeah, no, that, okay. I, I mean, like I said, I <laughs> was a, I was a honeymoon baby. One. But yeah, happy little accidents happen, bro. Most of my friends are happy little accidents. I think, you know, like, I think it's a pretty <laughs> common thing because, well, most of my friends were born in the 80s and the early 90s and everybody was all fucked up on cocaine and, like, whatever was <laughs> left over of the quaaludes from the 70s. And, you know, I'm pretty sure the legal drinking age was, like, 18 instead of 19 at the time in Canada here. And Quebec wanted to separate, and it was just a fucking crazy time to be alive. So <laughs> Quebec still wants to separate. Well, it, some do, but not at everybody. this point, I'd fucking go join their country and be like, "Yeah, <laughs> let's go. You want to be? Let's do it." <laughs> Maybe that's where all the libertarian people should just get together in Montreal and be like, "All right, fuck you, Canada. We're a, <laughs> we're gonna be a blue province, and y'all the rest of you can have Justin. We're gonna do our own thing." I mean, oh, yeah. the block tried that. It ain't working. It ain't working. It ain't working. <laughs> oh man, yeah, the '90s and the early '80s was was a crazy time, and I love. You ever you ever look at your parents and now that you're a parent and you're, you know, an older man and you realize like that moment when you're a kid and you realize that your parents are just figuring it out too. Like they don't know everything. Yeah. And they're, they're, mine was pretty young. Cause my mom's very honest and she, I knew what our mortgage was when I was like nine. I knew my parents <laughs> first mortgage was. And I, I, my mom would be like, I'd leave the lights on and she'd be like 1460 a month. Do you fucking have it? Then turn the lights off. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like bitching at me about oh, hydro man. or when I found out I that lost my football helmet. She's like fourteen sixty. Do you fucking have it? No. <laughs> well, that's what you're gonna need to pay the mortgage because I'm buying you a football helmet because you're stupid and you lost it. Goddamn! Like it was. And if she's not wrong, though, man, it's a struggle. I'm costing you money, you know? <laughs> I get it. <laughs> it's part of why I'm so good with my shit now. Like, my music equipment and the things I own, I value and take care of. I mean, I'm hard on phones, okay? I'm really hard on my phones. But everything else I own that's mine, my D I, my Blu-ray player, my DVD, my 5.1, my laptops, like, I'm, a fu I'm very, very nice to my shit, and it lasts for me for years. My last laptop I had for 12 years before yeah. I, it finally cocked out and I bought the one I just got. Like, I take care of my shit. But it's probably because she yelled and screamed at me a lot about that stuff, you know? It's fucking part of it, I mean. But yeah, I love that moment when I realized she didn't have a clue what she was doing. And then <laughs> I was just like, 
<laughs> you know, she's just like, well, I'll hit him and see if that works. If it doesn't, then I'll try something else. Like, I didn't know that, right? When you're a kid, you think your parents know everything. Like, they had you with a plan. Yeah. And, like, you came with an instruction manual. And then I don't have any kids myself, but I know Mark does. And I imagine when yours plopped out that you were like, holy shit. Yeah. Mama, do you ever call your mom and go, I'm sorry about something because your kid did or something to you or you had an experience with the kids and you called him and mom, I'm so, oh, fuck man, you're, thanks for being a good mom, man. Like, cause I'm well, dealing with what you dealt with and, and you, you were a God amongst men, mom. Well, that's why I was saying earlier, uh, kudos to my mom. Who kudos like, to mine too. My like after, big, big after love after for the moms. Died and my mom still took, not that there aren't cool dads. Like, there. I, like I still, I still reflect back on it and like sick days from school when my mom was working. She had to take me into work with her, so I'd sit at... Where'd she work? She worked at uh, Reed's Milky Way, Reed's Dairy. Oh, my God. My mom worked at a fucking convenience shop when I was, like, one, and I'd, I'd sit and cry in my little thingy while she worked so there. So my mom uh, ended up becoming uh, management. So she she was a manager at a Reed's Dairy, and it was like, oh, you're sick? Okay, well, you Free milkshakes. <laughs> Fuck, man. You're so lucky. <laughs> Talking about struggle. You don't know nothing about the free milkshake They're lifestyle no you were living. There were no milkshakes at this time. It was was it that milk. long ago? I yeah. forget you're a little older than me. Yeah. For for me, Reed's Dairy Milkshakes milk. were a part of my entire childhood. <laughs> I don't remember a time without them. Yeah, yeah, that that wasn't a thing. Wow, for, for it was us. literally just milk. Yeah, so I just sit behind the counter on a fucking milk crate while my mom worked. Like there was what homework? Did you, no. What'd you do? Like I, I, I sat there like staring at the ceramic tiles. That sucks floor. a dick. Okay, I brought <laughs> so my stepdad, the one that uh, came to live with us for a while, was the manager, main manager of the Purple Onion, which was a giant bar downtown that's now a flooring place in Oshawa. Yeah. Fuck how the mighty have fallen. It Johnny Cash, Amanda Marshall, Lannis Morissette all played at this place. So he would take me in when he was he owned it. Right? He didn't own it. Sorry, he ran it. He'd take me in to clean it. So he'd be sweeping and a huge bar, huge biker bar that was it was the biker bar of Oshawa. And he'd bring me, and it was, I wanted to hang myself every time. Every time, and as, as this little kid, it was the same thing. It was like, there's no, I was sick. Or, or if I was done school early, you know how you get those PA days? Every PA day I split spent at the Purple Onion. Every, you know, oh, there's a field trip, but we don't have 30 bucks, so you're going to be off that day. That happened a few times, too. I mean, they tried when they could, but I didn't get to go skiing when they went skiing. They're like, bitch, you're not going on ski day. We don't have fucking $100. It was 100 bucks, and it was that or don't go to school, so... I'd be at the Purple Onion watching him clean coloring Ninja Turtle books. You should have brought a coloring book, dipshit. What was wrong with you? So there's something that I want to uh, talk about in regards to, like, earlier I said, oh, well, like, my mom was You guys don't suffering. know, but we did stop the podcast, and Mark kicked the shit out of me just there for calling him a dipshit, and then we came <laughs> back on, and you guys didn't notice, but it definitely happened, and my face is sore. So, <laughs> not, not officially, unofficially. <laughs> but, uh, so, what I did want to say was, earlier in regards to... Uh, when I was saying like, oh, my mom was suffering from depression and she knew she had to work, so she still worked. Okay. Now we've talked about some of the some of the struggles that we've kind of encountered and and gr growing up through life, just dealing with our own struggles. We're we're not like relying struggles str <laughs> struggles. Yeah. We're not relying on somebody else to pay our way. Even to this day. If I don't pay my rent, I'm 34. If I don't pay my rent, there is no soft place for me to land anywhere. And my mom lives in a, a house with other people. There's nowhere for me there. And I have nothing else. Nobody else would have my... I have lots of friends. I'm sure I can sleep on almost anybody's couch. I got lots of homies. Yeah. But I'm just saying, yeah. If I don't pay my fucking bills, that is do or die. And it was like... I remember being four or five years old and my mom telling me, if we don't pay our bills, it's do or die. And knowing then what it was like. And she was trying to teach me about the struggle. So that now... It's stressful, but I can, like you say, may, I can work through depression. I can yeah. work through, um, when I told you my, the stepdad that I uh, learned a lot from, I used to work with this guy, Greg. He was like, 
the dad I never had. I yeah. started working at a Midas and he taught me so, all, he was my mechanic mentor. Taught me everything I know that's like actually important about vehicles. And he, then my mom needed a job, so I got her a job at the Midas. She came in and interviewed and I was like, I'll introduce you to my boss, Greg. He's a good guy. And then they started dating. And so I was me and my wife and mom and Greg and we would go out all the time, the four of us, and drink at the lobster places and then party at the, our houses. Like It was awesome. It was like the family I never got as a young man. And then that ma fuck up and went and died on me. Yeah. Had a heart attack trying to take the garbage up the stairs. He was 61. And that, yeah, like, I, I worked through him dying. I was at, oh, man, this was a bad day. I was pulling a fucking motor out of an ambulance at four. I'll never forget. I was laying across the fuel rail, and I got the fucking call. My mom called me. I, I didn't pick up. She called six times. I went, oh, no. Yeah. I pick up, and she just bawls. She goes, I, I don't want to talk. I need you to come right now to Greg's house. Greg's house now. Hung up. Uh, you know what I mean? I, she wouldn't tell me because she thought I'd fly off the highway into a fucking guardrail on the way out yeah. if I knew. You know what I mean? Like, so, oh, fuck, man. Um, and my mom did the three-job thing, too. There, when I was raising my... So my mom had my sister broke up with my stepdad. And I mean, man, my, now my mom, that bitch knows how to grind. <laughs> I love you, mom. Like, she always worked her ass off. Never remember seeing her not bust an ass when I was a kid, but this was the ultimate moment. We lived in a very expensive apartment. She yeah. left my stepdad and was like, I'm not giving up the luxury of this house that I live in, this mortgaged house. I'm going to move into a nice apartment in Whitby. Culture shock for the dirty schwa kid that used to beat kids up every day. Yeah, can't do that at Whitby. <laughs> um, I'm going to move out there, and I'm going to show... So she was working at Midas from nine in the, no, 8 in the morning until 6 at night. Every day, six days a week, Monday to Saturday, you'll have Sundays off. That on its own is a, what's that, 10 to 10, 20, 30, 40, so pretty much 55 hours. Yeah. The Corral was a country bar in the Schwa that shut down so sad last year. She was a Tuesday, Friday, Saturday server there from like 10 to 2, 3 a.m. Tips to 200 bucks a night in tips back when we weren't communists and people had money. <laughs> <clears throat> um it, well, I mean, the money flowed. You, you can say whatever you want. Money in this country flew around a lot better when liberals didn't run it. Just saying. It's a fact. There was a lot of money in the late 80s in this country in the early 90s, and it's kind of dried up now. Um, so she would make a shitload of money at the corral, and then she ran a ticket business buying, like, scalping tickets. She would buy tickets and, and fucking, yeah, like, yeah, I don't give a shit. Honestly, yeah. they registered the business. They paid the fees, all that shit. They were doing what, honestly, I have no qualms about this. They were doing what Ticketmaster does now to people. Yeah. They were the middlemen. And people don't want to sit there at 10 a.m. on their computer. Back in the day, okay, kids, before you could, like, actually buy tickets for stuff, you had to sit at your computer or go line up at the Sunrise Records or wherever and get the tickets to the show. And they would do, she would go do that and buy like 20 tickets and sell them yeah. and drive around GTA. You can make an extra hundred dollars doing that, like a side hustle thing. So yeah, and not going to lie, there may or may not have been marijuana in and out of the house going <laughs> from here or there. So there's an extra couple bucks too. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I'll admit, I'll, I don't give a shit. Please don't cut that out. It's okay to sell weed to your friends if you need to pay your rent. I'm, I'm saying it's okay. <laughs> it's illegal. But it's okay. So anyways, I'm just like, so the struggle, the struggle is real, man. That's crazy. That's basically four jobs right there. So I couldn't do it, man. I couldn't do it. So some people have, uh, some people in modern day society, if they don't make it or, or they have something fail them, they're able to fall back and go to mom and dad's place while they kind of regroup and, and recoup and rebuild their life. Even Tom McDonald talks about how he was super, had that big breakdown and wanted to kill himself and he went and slept on his mom's couch for like two months yeah. and she just come out and go, are you okay? And he just cry. And that was it until he yeah. got past this thing. And so, I remember thinking, must be nice when he said that yeah, story. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it must be nice. Must so, be nice, Tom. 
So there was a, a period where my mom uh, was living in a house with uh, with my stepdad before she left him, and uh, everything was ultimately fine. And for, I guess like over years of uh, me growing up, I always like I was told by multiple people within the family I was going to be the ruin of the family. I was going to be the ruin of the family. I was going to tear this family apart. And that You're, was just because okay. that was just because I was a devil child. So it didn't. It didn't. It definitely didn't sound nice to hear, and it did some psychological scarring. Hundred percent. But but I, I You're was the like, black sheep. Yes, you would. You'll yeah, admit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so like I, I it was just something that I kind of shrugged off. Well, one day, um, my stepsister's kids, uh, stepsisters. Okay, so the the so they're my the, my the, the new dad's kids. No, the new dad's. The, 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 no, the new dad's grandkids. The new dad's grandkids. Okay, yeah. sorry, I'm so, I'm so just they're so painting they're, a picture for myself. Yeah, so they're over and this this uh they're about to go into like an above ground pool and they're just playing and we're si- sitting out in the back. Uh, at a patio set and this one kid is is bouncing a ball and he throws the ball at my mom and hits her in the face and i was like uh fucking apologize yeah and he was like how old age ish uh i want to say roughly he was maybe around nine or ten okay and i was like okay apologize and he's like no and i was like you you'll apologize no i'm like apologize right now or i'm going in to call your mom and dad yeah no so I was like, all right, fine. I'm, I'm going in to call your mom and dad. So I went in and I called uh, called my stepsister's home phone and it was the kid's father who picked up. And uh, I was just like, okay, well, this is what's going on. Yeah. And, and he was like, and he his response was like, what the fucking shit? Like I told him to, to smarten up and, yeah, and not, and okay. not to kind of behave. Blah, blah, blah. Well, my stepdad came around the corner and was like, well, who are you talking to? I'm like, well, I'm talking to their parents because he's doing this. He's not apologizing, blah, 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 blah. It's like, what? So anyways, he took the phone. He's like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. It's, I got it. It's under control, blah, 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 hangs up. And then, uh, and then like a week later, I get a call from my mom saying like, I'm banned from the house. I'm like, what do you mean I'm banned from the house? Why am I banned from the house? Oh, well, they're, they're uh, your family banned you from that house. Yeah. Like seriously, fuck off. Like, I'm like, why am I, that's banned? some mean shit. Why am I banned from the house? Oh, well, just because there was an issue between uh, him and his daughter. And he just was worried that the kids wouldn't be able to come over because they were acting up. So, oh no, so they just didn't like the fact that you would call them out, that you would actually say, what the fuck? You can't throw balls at people's face. They yeah. didn't like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so all of a sudden uh, I'm banned from the house. So I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe try parenting, you fucks. There's <laughs> so an like, idea. So I was like, whatever. It is what it is. Okay. So like, it, it wasn't. It wasn't the the parents. It was it was the stepfather who actually uh, was the one one who banned me from the house. So like, the parents they were willing to like, okay, well, no, when the kid gets home, he's going to be grounded. Blah 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 blah. So it was actually uh, the stepdad who was all like, well, you know what? Um, we can handle this uh, ourselves. We don't need this. Blah 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 blah. And then, like, how dare you call their parents? Yeah. And, like, and then I'd said, what? And I said, how, d- how dare you? I actually you have argued. a family of Karens, do you? I, I actually argued with him saying, well, uh, at this time, I still have my oldest who was just really, really young at this How? Stage. How? A couple months? A <coughs> uh, couple years. I, I want to say a couple of years. Okay. And I, and uh, no, it would have actually, no, it would have been a couple months because this was when I was yeah, just. Still changing diapers. Yeah. Still changing diapers. Oh, those, so that, was like, that was fun. But either way, I, w- I was explaining to him, I'm like, if my kid acts up, if he's out somewhere and he's acting up, 
I'm I'm gonna want somebody to call me. Yeah. Say, what the fuck is my kid doing? I want to know about it mm. so I can address it with them. So like, hey, you can't act like this when you're out. Just because I'm not there doesn't mean you can act like this. I don't know why family that, thinks they can treat like they only do it because they know they can get away with it. Like if they did it to anybody else, they'd be like, fuck you, no, never know when to talk to them again, yeah. right? But they know, oh, we'll do, we'll do it tomorrow. He'll he'll still deal with us. It's like <laughs> I hate that when family are they pull that card. Like I know I can get away with doing this to you because so, you, you can't pick your family. So this was kind of so this entire scenario with me being banned from the house my mom was not okay with Mm. my mom was not okay with it at all and this was kind of the straw that broke the camel's back so at the time i was working at walmart my mom shows up uh to the receiving doors because i was a truck unloader and she shows up to uh the the receiving doors and she's and i'm not just i'm just like hey mark your mom's here go to the doors i'm like hey what's up and she's like i left him and she starts oh shit and she starts bawling and i was like oh my god so i i hugged her and and my thing is, whenever I'm trying to comfort my family, I always try to say something smart ass that makes them laugh. And I was yeah, like, Yeah, I do this all oh, fucking the same like, way. I want to make like, you laugh even though you're yeah, hurting. Yeah, so she's hugging me. Like she's my crying. Job. And I just say into her ear, I just say, I've got your back, homie. And she just fucking starts cracking up. She's like, How do you do it? Uh, <laughs> how do you, I should, yeah. You, it's a pr- it's, um, it's why God put us here. I'm not a very religious person, but I'm just saying that's why people with this type of personality, like I feel like that sometimes with the whole I'm crazy thing and I'm like, I hate this head I'm stuck in, but then I am so good at what you're talking about. Like yeah. I've, me and my mom have gotten each other through and I get my, I'm that person for so many of my friends and I'm happy to be it. They are for me too sometimes, but I, especially this year, man, the amount of people calling me going, I'm on my last, I'm, I'm out, I'm done, yeah. bro. Like I'm fucking done right fucking now, unless you can fucking talk me off this motherfucking ledge. And I'm like, Having a bad day. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm going through some shit myself. I've had a few nights where I was like, especially my current living situation, which is about to change, is interesting. <laughs> yeah, when things are going crazy at home, you know, and, uh, and yeah. get being able to get through that shit. Me and my mom are really cool with that. And my friends will call me to vent about this kind of shit. You know what so I mean? So when, when this happened in the... When sep- you, hang on, when she moved out, though, did she, like, when she say left, did she mean, like, because um, there's leaving where you're, like, I'm breaking up with you, and then you plan it, and you move out, and then there's, like, I'm packing my shit, and then you just, like, you're gone. You're just, like, I don't want to fucking ever see you. I'll, be, I'll pay someone to come get my shit. She she packed her stuff, and she was gone. So she... Good for her. She ended up going after, uh, like, half the home, so that... The, the house would have to be remortgaged kind of thing, and then she would take half the value of the home. Sell the house and split the money. That's what so, you're supposed to do. I know, but they didn't do that. Fucking so, Jesus. So they just split the value of the home. He stayed there, and then uh, she actually moved out and bought another place. And this... Back it, in the day when you could sell your house and actually do that. You yeah, sell a house no, no, now but, for a million dollars, try to buy a house for 500 I know, I know. But <laughs> like, even still, this is where where I'm going with that story of like some, some people have homes that they can fall uh, back on with their parents. And it's like eventually my brother, my mom, and I, we mo- all moved into the same house. And that didn't work out. And it got to the point where my mom and brother both declared bankruptcy. And we had to abandon that house. Holy fuck, So they fuck, abandoned dude. the house and then everybody had to scatter and we all moved into separate places. So they didn't know where he were and couldn't go after anybody for the asset. It, no, it, it wasn't. It wasn't even about that. It was just like, okay, you can't guys, handle each other. You, yeah, you guys can have the home. Uh, it wasn't even can't handle each other. It's it's like okay, well, you know, we're gonna go take care of our bankruptcy. We're all separating. Mm-hmm. You guys can have the the asset of the home. We're abandoning the. How old it, were you when this when they sold the house? Uh, I was. I want. I want to say this was two thousand. 2004 2005 okay so i mean if if my young one was a few months old to maybe even a year old 
I would have been 22, 23 So pretty young still. Like I, I moved out at 19, and that was too early. I fucking wish I'd waited. I moved out when I was 18, longer. but I, I don't, I don't kind of regret it. Uh, at the same time, my mom was always like, hey, if you need anything, blah, 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 yeah. don't, don't, don't hesitate, which was kind of cool. But now it's gotten to the point with like, I wish I could help you, but I can't. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could help you, and but that's, I can't. And that's typically how my life has gone. That's where a lot of people's lives are. And so that's kind of... The struggle of today, that's what I'm talking about, is, is the struggles. And everybody has their struggles that you don't know. And that's the reason why I got so personal is because some people may be able to relate. Some people may not be able to mm. relate. But regardless, everybody doesn't know everybody's struggles. So you can't just go judging beforehand. So when I say, like, I'm a lower-class individual, it's because I put it's, – it's not because <laughs> I put myself there, but I, I kind of did with my life's choices. And, right. And that's just kind of where I am. And I – I also said in another episode that when it comes to luxurious crap, I don't, uh, it feels too good for me. Like I don't, I don't, I like am very, Oh my God. We are, we have that. It's like a weird social awkward feeling. Yes. I, I hate I, with a capital H receiving praise or gifts. I can't like, you know, I'm someone here, here's the thing. I bought this for you and it's something I really like or want. I just don't know how to handle it. I've never, like, I mean, my parents bought me stuff for birthday and Christmas, but Here's a good struggle story. Oh, man. I, my mom's going to listen to this episode and have a cry. It's going to be great. One of my favorite things to do as a kid was to get on the Oshawa Transit with, like, a dollar or whatever we had. And we would window, we would go to the, the mall, and it was I never asked for anything. I was just understood. There was no money for it. We don't have it. Ask all you fucking want, kid, kind of idea. We would just go. We would get hot dogs at the hot dog place because they didn't have the city diner yet because I'm old as fuck. And we would walk the mall and look at things and go into stores and act like we were, you know what I mean? And then that was it. That was our day. Go home with nothing. Birthdays, you got something. Christmas, my birthday's May. So it was a nice five months in between to save up. And then you get another seven months before Christmas. That was it. And my fucking God, did that ever teach me the value, of, like you say, of money and earning your own shit and taking care of the things you buy. Um, I've earned $5 a month cleaning my room and vacuuming and helping her to for allowance and it yeah. was like there were there were times where he would um come on i got <laughs> distracted here for yeah. two seconds earn five dollars a month five dollars a month i wanted the ninja turtles okay and i waited six months of working and and, and saving my five dollar bills yeah and then going to the Oshawa center and buying my little leonardo and then well first i got michelangelo obviously because he was my favorite and then get, you know, the next week going out to Leonardo. And then my birthday landed on the fourth one. So I got the fourth one free. It came to me. You know what I mean? I'll, people need to, dude, do this. People need to do this again. Like everything, kids, I go to people's houses now, there's just sh fucking shit everywhere. The iPads and tablets and toys, piles and piles and piles, Mark. That's common. It's a common thing. Even the place we are right now, you guys have kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's lots of shit for them, right? You just got that brand new Xbox motherfucker thing you're showing yeah. me in there, you know? Like, not to say that you shouldn't buy shit for your kids. I'm just saying, like, people need to do that with, like, make their kids kind of earn their shit again. I think that's part of why this generation is the way it is, because we saved up the five bucks. We dealt with the struggle. We, you know, knew that asking mom for a $50 item was was dumb. Either go figure your own way out to get the 50 bucks or birthday Christmas. And because of that, we know how to respect and value other people's things and our own. Mm -hmm. And there's a lack of respect amongst people's things and the way they treat people these days. And I think a massive part of it is, is that lack of struggle. 
I don't have anything. Anybody who hasn't had a similar, like we're, we have this, we get along so well because we have these similar experiences. And when you meet somebody that has nothing in common with you with that, that's never like had their, their uh, pay a late fee on their mortgage. You know, when you don't pay your mortgage on there and so they go to take it, it's not there. You get $30 NSF. Then they, you, they, they either tell you they're going to take the mortgage two mortgages the next month, or they're going to try again in a few days and you'll pay a fee, uh, 10 bucks a day, 20 bucks a day. One of the mortgage I had when it was, was like 40 bucks a day. It's fucking ridiculous. It's expensive. If you're a week <laughs> late, buddy, it's like an extra fucking, you know, looking at a hundred dollars. You know what I mean? They don't get that struggle. Then I, I fucking have a hard time being friends or really, hanging out with people like you know what i mean if they because they don't respect and value and care the same things i do because they've never gone without them yeah so i think that's uh something society's missing these yeah days. so so the one the one direction society's kind of going is uh the government has kind of pitched this universal basic income idea now when it comes to the universal ba- basic income people who aren't working are like i want money I want money too, and I get that it's expensive, but at the same time, I don't want to pay everybody else's bills because taxes are going higher for this universal basic income. Yeah, UBI. Gotta love that, by the way. If you, <laughs> if you think UBI is going to solve anything in this country, guys, it's going to be a really fun year. Enjoy. Enjoy. Look at other countries with UBI and see how it goes. It's going to be fun, but it's coming. I hope it comes soon. So th- I guess what I've been trying to drive at this entire episode is the fact that uh, – Yes, we've been struggling, but at the same time, we all know that we have to work for a living. And this is, that's essentially the way capitalism is going, but at the same time, when it comes down to socialism, if it comes down to socialism, you're going to have people working for peanuts and they're not going to want to go to work. Wait a minute. It almost fucking sounds like that's happening now. (gasps) Is there like a bunch of jobs that don't pay well that are just like there that no one's applying for? And I'm really, is is, is that? Thing? That is currently. Are you fucking serious right now? I've been living under a goddamn rock for two years, so please tell me so about this job there, market out there. There's definitely a labor shortage out there. That's is it so- easy to get a job right now? Oh, yeah. It is. <sighs> but nobody wants them because they're garbage, and <laughs> most of the time their mental health is more important than the job, and so they don't choose the job. They choose their mental health and say, fuck you. Maybe work for yeah. themselves. Maybe yeah. go on a system. Well, that was actually a big. That was a big thing with uh, GM too. So, like when GM when GM kind of fucking shut down, and everybody's like, "Well, I need work." You can you can go on EI for so long, right? Once you're on EI for so long, and you, EI and, is employment insurance for anybody that's not from Canada, and anybody uh, who uses up their EI, and it's like, okay, well, it's time to fucking find a job. It's like, oh, but now I can't find a job. What do you mean you can't find a job? Because there are no jobs. What are you? Where are you looking at? I know you're looking at places that are above the fast food. Exactly, that's what they said. Well, just go work at McDonald's. And be like, rather suck a dick. No thanks. You <laughs> exactly. know, like rather suck a dick. But a job's a job. Income's an income. I agree, but the problem is, like I said, it's the mental health. People, it, mental health is a big thing right now. It's a big push, and people are putting it first, and they should, and that's why they won't go work at McDonald's because it's, I'm sorry, I know McDonald's is on the 50 greatest employers list, but I've I've worked at these places. You know, it's it's a shit job. I don't care what you say. It's dirty. You smell like the food. Usually, you got a coworker who's an asshole. Your boss is usually down your neck. You can't be late. There's no like I run my own business. If I'm 10 minutes late, nobody gives a fuck. I'm not gonna get written up, and at the end of the month, they're gonna be like, you were late three times. You know what I mean? It's it's but the that's ca- a job. Right now, I disagree. Right now with I disagree. Do, right Massive with, disagree. Right now, with what you do, that's a career. Oh, you're you're not wrong. Careers and jobs are different. And anybody that's got a job, I wish you get a career at some point in your life so you can be happy. Exactly. But I disagree with you on this fact. If you go from a jobs career, do have rules, but it's different than it used to be. Talking about the struggle, 
Okay, but I think back in the day, these companies had realistic expectations. I think when I worked at Meatside Mario's in 2002, or yeah, 2002 and three, okay? I don't, it, the, the world wasn't in the shape it's in now. You know what I mean? This, with the stress and the COVID and just everyone is just on their lap. They're being squeezed so hard. And it is harder to work those dead end shit jobs now than it was 20 years ago because I just, people were just nicer to each other. You didn't have electronic clocking systems. If you were 10 minutes late, you had to call and tell them like now everything is automated and regulated so much that if you're fucking, they, head office knows you, you everybody clock, clocks in with a master computer. So head office knows everything. So there is no room for error. There is no 10 minutes late. If you happen three times in the month, you're fucked. In the 80s, if you could be late three times in the month, it was, I'm sorry, being late for work when you have children and the bus, oh, don't talk to me about taking buses in this goddamn city. <laughs> this fucking, you wouldn't know how to, a bus wouldn't know being on time if it fucking molested it in an alley. All you have to do is light a cigarette and I the bus hate is it. on time. I hate Durham Region <laughs> Transit. I'll say it right now. You're horrible. You're horrible at planning. You're horrible at fixing your buses. You're horrible at everything you do. Durham Region Transit, get just, your shit together. Just take up smoking. They're so bad. <laughs> I, know, I know, but they're so bad. I, the amount of jobs I've, I'm, when, when I didn't have a car, yeah. that I've lost over the, the bus system being late and fucked up. Oh, uh, anyways. But, uh, there's struggle. There's struggle. You're going to be late. You're going to There's yeah, but be there, sick. Now you get a sick day. They're like, oh, there's 500 people behind you that won't take a sick day. Like they, the, the sick day is another unrealistic expectation. I know places where, oh, I've been here fucking 20 years and never take a sick day. Fuck you. I don't know who you are with your 20 years and no sick day, but you need to take one. Make, make, making the rest of us look bad, <laughs> you piece of shit. I'm sorry. For Christ's sakes, it, was, it just happens. You have kids. You want to tell me that you've never had a day where your son was super sick and you couldn't go to work because he was like deathly ill or maybe you were worried about him because he was just plot of both ends puking and shitting everywhere and you're like fuck what if my kid's gonna die like my mom had that with me she had to take time off work because i got mono yeah it's like you know what i mean you, and, and 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 she lost her job because she had to take a fucking week off over me because she couldn't afford to pay but, a babysitter like this but, is the world you know it's got to have realistic expectations okay, but and they're now, disappearing but now, but now there are processes in place where you can't just get rid of somebody so if it comes down to somebody being late three times before you can fire them. Okay, you have to give them a verbal before you can fire You're them. You're not then wrong. It goes on to the written. Then before you can fire them, it then goes on to the 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 physical coaching of things and that like there's a process oh, okay. before you can fucking fire them. You, all, all your all the faith you have in these companies doing things right is adorable. It, it's just no. Let it's me just, tell you how the just, call. Remember the call center talk we had? Yeah. Yeah. They you know what the call centers do? They sit you down and they put all three of the write ups in front of you and go, "We don't want you here." And here's how we do it. Doesn't matter what rules and processes they put in place. You're right. They are there. I'm not arguing with you about that. They exist. And they've been brought in to keep companies from abusing employees. It does nothing. Because a company that wants you gone will find a way. They'll do it all in once. They'll backlog shit. I've seen some crazy shit at places I've worked with to get rid of. Not me. I'm pretty. Yeah. But to get rid of people. I'm like, holy fuck. They're serious. Uh, so, you know, and they sit you down on all three of those write-ups and your verbal and all that. It's all right there. And you've yeah, are and okay. you've already been clocked out of their system, so no, but but that's the figure thing. it out. But that's the thing because the the write ups and all that stuff, and e even the coachings and all that, they all have to have your signature on them. If you didn't sign them, they can't fucking do shit. I've had a place tell me they're not going to give you your last check unless you sign all three pieces of paper. And th yeah, and then but you can fight them through. You're oh you're oh I'm sorry I'm getting a little heated here. You're right. You can fight. Who the fuck has the time to go fight them? We're talking about job. We're talking about the struggle. 
right? You got the kids, you got the bills, you got oh, the yeah, shit. Yeah. I don't have time to go fight McDonald's because they fired me over some dumb shit. Oh, that's what that's I'm saying. And that's where it comes into place. They'll be like, I want to make it so that it's more work for you to chase this money. Do you really want to fucking go and get a lawyer and fight with this company over $800 your last paycheck with your vacay pay was at $1,200? Are you really going to go fight for that? Are you going to have a, next, a job by next, especially if you work at McDonald's? You're going to have a job by the next week and another burger place and you're going to move on and you're not going to chase that at all. And they bank on that. They bank on that abuse. I'm not saying McDonald's has ever done these things, by the way. I'm just saying I'm throwing them out there as a job example. The place I worked for was a call center and they literally would bring the write-ups out and say, if you want your last pay, you sign all three and you get the fuck out. And people would do it. They're sing all single moms that were bitched at for being in bathroom too much that week. I remember yeah. being pulled in. We were talking about this on the other episode about being ridiculed for being in bathroom for too long. That's the world we live in. I want you to go back in time and tell someone from 1977 that you're being bitched at for being in bathroom mode on your automated computer too much. And he'll probably just hang himself because he knows the world's going to shit and there's no point in continuing <laughs> to be alive. Because it wasn't like that back then. There were Humans were hu had humanity and actually empathized with each other over things. And that's why I think things were just a little bit better at that but, point. But I'm, but, now we don't care. But what I'm saying is... If, like, say, GM goes under or, or you get laid off from GM, GM is a career choice. You can work at GM, make decent money. You're like, okay, this is where I'm fucking staying because I'm getting paid big bucks an hour to make cars and pull out, right? And then if something goes under and all of a sudden you don't have any money, there are options for you to make money, whether on a temporary basis or whatever. Yeah. The thing is, a job is a job, and you have to go from a job. So you get a fucking shit job and you continue looking. Okay, you want something better? Okay, you you get here. You can How hard is that though? Like I just just talking about this is stressing me out. I've been in the I'll take this while I look. For, I do it all. Sorry, I run my own mechanic business, but I worked at literally every dealer before this. I had this thing where I wanted to know everything about all the cars, right? So I'd, I'd spend like a year at a dealer and I'd be like, I think I know everything about Mazdas now. I don't really want to fucking be here. <laughs> you, know, and, you know what I mean? And so I, I, I'd start looking and move on to, you know, what's another manufacturer that's kind of, ooh, German cars, let's go. So the amount of shady backdoor me, mechanic, the shit that I saw and the, the things that comp they did to the mechanics, mechanic that a job pays 40 hours and they're coming out and they're like, yeah, we're going to Goodwill this. It pays 20. You just halved his income. Yeah. For shits and giggles, because you can. I'm not denying that corruption doesn't take and place in it, any corporations. No, greedy, I'm, greedy. I'm just saying it's worse now than it was. I think back in the day, it was was I really just don't think it was as bad because there was like I said, there was humanity. Everything wasn't as automated. Now with the ridiculous super automation that we've got. We've lost that humanity. We've lost that ability to go, it's okay that you're 10 minutes late. I understand that you have a sick child or that you're struggling. You got the struggle going on right now. Your mom died and your, or your, your stepdad died and you're helping your mom move all of his shit out of the house and it's emotionally fucking wrecking you. So you might not be here on fucking Friday. You might need a day off. You know what I mean? Like that type of, and now they're like, well, there's somebody who doesn't need Friday off because their dad's still alive and we're going to hire him. That's the attitude and that disgusts oh, me. Yeah. And I think it's fucked up. Anyway, that's kind of my rant on that. I just, we've lost that humanitarian part of us, man. And I'm sorry. I wish I could help you with that. It's like when you're on the phone with, you know, that, Rogers that, and they're like, sorry, nothing we can do. But that usually comes down to the, the corporate bigwigs who don't have that connection with the workers. I so, agree. But but there are also people like management level people that are working just above the workers like, okay, well, this is happening. And sometimes that's still not an excuse to that corporate bigwig who's just like, well, this person. Here. I'm with you there. I, but a lot of, I'll be honest with you. They're in the same stroke that you're in. 
You know what I mean? They're feeding their fucking kids, and they're lucky enough to have a management position. So they, you know what I mean? And this, uh, the squeeze is on the, the little worker bee, but the squeeze is on that manager too because if they don't ridicule you, if they don't shit on you for the 10 minutes late three times this month, you know what I mean? Then they're going to get it. Why aren't you shitting on Mark for being late three times, Tamara? Get in the office. What the fuck? You need to be shittier to Mark because otherwise we're going to get rid of you because there's an ex-bitch over here with no feelings who will shit on Mark no problem. That's You are dispensable. You are No one cares. And even at a crappy McDonald's job, I think back in the day, they were like, we give a fuck about you. Like, you we know you're a person, and that's okay. And now it's just like you are a number because you're a burger flipper. You know what I mean? I have a skill set. I, what I do is really hard, and people value it, and I feel valued when I work. Yeah. I have massive empathy and I feel bad for people who don't have that, who don't get a, thank you so much, man. Like you've done so well. You, thank you so much for whatever. Like so many jobs are thankless. I'm very there, lucky to have a thankful there was, job. There was a certain thrift store that I worked at um, that I'm not going to reveal the name of because I'm going to talk about personal experiences where uh, the management I made great friends with, uh, we were, it was, it was such a great relationship as an employee that I could say like, I enjoy working for you. And, uh, and then it got to the point where the corporation turned that management around and said, okay, well, if you're getting too close to these people, we're going to ship you off to this store. So you don't know these people. Yeah. We're going to move what this person fuck? in and, and, and we're going to promote this person because we think this person has what it takes. And now this person has to be that spineless person. Oh, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting mad again. <laughs> this is a heated one, man. I want to find these people. I do. I want to find them. I don't yeah. want to just do mean things to their family and say, oh, now you have a heart. Now you care about things. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, well, I don't get that complete lack of being a human, like that inability to just, uh, I, I don't know. I can't even speak. <laughs> that makes me so mad. You know, oh, you're too close with these people. Well, just because you were shooting shit, talking and getting along. You know how much better people work when they're happy? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. me. I just don't understand that. Don't whole. give your 100% though, because... They'll expect you to surpass that sometime, and then you'll fucking die. Don't tell my boss I said that. I will. Sorry. I will. Uh, <laughs> I will admit that that that's a. I think that's a, a pretty normal thing, though. That you can't go. to. It's kind of like me talking about the people that never take a sick day. Take a sick day so we don't all look so bad. It, I, you know, it, that's part of it. That guy's given a hundred, and it's like settle down, buddy. Give seventy like the rest of us. You know, I, I, I don't know. Is that a is that a good attitude? It's probably not a good attitude. But, it's not a good attitude. But you're it, you're expected to go in and give it your all. And uh, but on a day where you so, can't, they're supposed to be like, okay, you're human. I get that you can't do hundo every goddamn day. Yeah. You do most days, so you know it's kind of like when you when you're like when you want to do something with your girl, you're like, hey babe, do you want to? And she's just like, and she's like, I guess. And you're like, okay, well, let me. I know most of the time we do this. I give a hundred percent, and we and we all have a good time. <laughs> and there's a little pre, today, today there's some kissing, there's you. some I'm kissing, sorry. and some and some other things. And then there's some pound town, and then there's some cleanup, and then there's some cuddles. But this time, I think we're just gonna make this. I got, I got. It'll be a five minute, five minute quick styles and we'll make up for it. You know, we got to be able to have those, those five minute fucks at, at work too, man. Let us, <laughs> can I have one of those days at work too? Where I just do a half ass job and it's okay because life isn't great. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like you should be allowed to running your own business allows that having a career allows that. Yeah. Struggling is a part of the everyday and no matter what part of this corporate uh, chain that you stand on, you can't lose your humane side because you are human at the end of the day. And everybody has struggles and some people are just working, trying to better their life. And if they're currently unable to better their life because there's just every, because there's too many downs and not enough ups, 
you have you have to be able to see that and not penalize the person for having a shitty life. Like sometimes it's beyond our choices. Uh, that saying that that's been going around a lot since all the COVID stuff. We're all in this together. I love that because. Like, if that's actually how we were and felt, which really is pretty much, I mean, it all kind of revolves around love. Love is fucking the only way we're getting out of any of any of this. And and that, that and by having love and showing it to people, you're you're connecting. You know what I mean? And that's that's the only thing that's going to save the humanity right now with all this COVID and this black lives matter. All lives matter. Non-vax. Vax. Right wing. Left wing. Left wing. Liberal. Conservative. Republican. Democrat. Division. 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 How many fucking ways can I make you hate each other? We got to be smarter than that. We have to be smarter than that. And the only way to be smarter than that is love is I, and, and, and empathy and, and that kind of shit. You know, to go, I hate this person for their choice right now, this super pro-vax guy. But I'm, I don't, but I, I don't, you know, when I say hate, I mean, you're thinking that, but you're like, but it's a human being. I have to show this person love regardless of that opinion. Even though I don't agree with any part of it, I, 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 you got to check it. Fucking, because that's the only way to win. That's the only yeah. way to win through this, is, 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 is through that. And I... I don't see it. I'm not, I think now the, the, the traffic and people screaming at each other. I parked at a parking space downtown Oshawa. I never had a man come out and call me and yell at me in the, in, in the way this guy did because I parked in a place. So, what are you fucking parking? I was like, you're, we're downtown Oshawa, buddy. You might get shanked yelling at somebody you don't know like that. <laughs> Calm down. You know, like, I can't believe that the, 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 everyone's on edge. Everyone's on their last dollar. Everyone's on their, re, their second mortgage. Everyone's on their one car payment behind. Everyone's on their, I wish my goddamn kids would just go back to school. But, you know what I mean? I know they're back now, but I mean, there was a while there when you parents, yes, I'm not one of you, but you parents were all like, when are they going back for fuck's sakes? You know what I mean? Like, I did a lot of homework. I did a lot of homework. <laughs> <laughs> the one upstairs, Taya's yeah, homework. I yeah. was like, fucking <laughs> yeah, you're like, grade six math? <laughs> oh, long division, right? <laughs> fucking long division. Am I right? There, there was there was some of that as well as the Adding and subtracting fractions, multiplying fractions, dividing fractions. Lowest oh. common denominator. LCM and what's the other? Uh, greatest common factor. Yeah. Greatest common factor, lowest common denominator. God damn. Yeah, I love that shit. Oh I'll fuck God. with that all day. <laughs> Call me next time. I'll fucking You're do it. No problem. <laughs> I live I live vicariously through my friends' kids because I don't have children. But I really like kids, and I think I'd probably be an okay dad just because I'm old enough now to realize I'm crazy so I could check it. <laughs> You're going to be like, hey, little one. This this character here, his name's Sonic. <laughs> this, is what, this is what we'll be doing. Uh, no, actually, I was talking about this with some friends last night about names for kids. If you had them, I, if I had a boy, Wolfgang, done. There was never, there was never a moment where I where I would I remember with me and my Wolfgang. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's the best. It's the music thing too. I mean, it's, what's his nickname? Wolfie. That's the coolest thing ever. I love it. What, what are you gonna do? You gonna make fun of a kid named Wolfgang? What are you gonna make fun of? Him? What are you gonna call him? What are you gonna call? Him? What are you gonna make fun of him? It's the coolest fucking most badass name there is. Okay, you don't fuck with a kid named Wolfgang because he'll kill you. That's <laughs> I love it. Anyways. Anyways, everybody, that is another episode in the bank. So Man, this, this is episode episode nine. Nine. The next one's the double digit sign. I can't wait to get into the double digits. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Thanks for having me over to chill, Mark. I love talking about Thanks. struggle. Are you out there with a little bit of struggle in your life? Well, come on, hold on. There's light at the end of that tunnel. You're not the only one dealing with struggles. Thanks for coming over during your hangover, because I know that must have been a struggle. <laughs> this entire podcast has been a struggle, but it's a fun one, so it's all good. All right, peace out, man. All right, take care, everybody. Oh, shit.
Love it.